Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15 for a set or more in car insurance. All you have to do is visit GEICO.com for a free rate. Quote, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Great sports talk radio night. How you doing tonight, Torres? I am doing fantastic, Spanier. How you doing? Good. Out here in Vermont, down in the low 40s, getting that ask. chill out there. I was going to say, you guys are still in, what, the 90s and plus. You're, you're like hotter than Phoenix for, for a lot of the time out there. Uh, I don't know where where you're reading this. Uh, I, well, I don't know what the weather is in Phoenix. It could be 40 degrees for all I know. But uh, we are finally starting to cool off. I was oh, going to ask cooled you, off a little bit, huh? Yeah, we're in like the mid-80s, yeah. low-80s. I, I was going to ask if there were snow drifts already, if you were buried, if you had to break out the... Uh, the uh, the the snowmobile to get to town for supplies, all that stuff. No, but we have changed and put on our snow tires, so that is. Uh, yeah, we expect the snow coming down in about four to six weeks. It'll be here right around the corner. Wow, yeah. that sounds really riveting. Uh, I do. <laughs> you you know you're an East Coast guy. What's wrong with you? You've, since you moved guy. to L.A., you've become a real snob. I want you to know that. 
first of all, I was always you're a snob. A, according you're a to weather. You're a weather snob that you moved to Los Angeles. You're like Colin. It's like, <laughs> oh, these beautiful days. Remember where you guys are from now. You know, remember that the, you're from Bad Weather East Coast uh, place. Come on now. Well, and it's really funny because when I watch these college football games on Saturdays and I see uh, Jim Harbaugh in the, the long sleeve shirt or uh, th- tonight it's uh, obviously Ryan Day and Scott Frost earlier in the day in the Midwest. I'm like, oh, I kind of miss that that cool autumn breeze that kind of lets you know that football's yeah. here. In uh, October, but November you're not missing nothing. Trust me on that. Yeah, I well that part I won't miss when it's thirty degrees. And what I really won't miss is in uh, in March and April when it's still twenty five yes. or thirty degrees. So all right, we have a lot to get to t- today. Busy show. You want to be part of the show? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. I'll tell you what. Um, we could just save some time if you could just pull up the way I've opened up week number one this year or week number two in the college football. Or maybe week number three or week number four, or whatever. Uh, because I'll start it again, Torres. Boy, what a barn burner of a day. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. I thought I'd have a lot more um, interesting, down-to-the-wire games. Of course, you're going to tell me how great it was and pick out obscure games that came down uh, to within seven points. But I, I was a little bored today, my friend. i got to be honest, again, for the fifth week in a row. All I'll say is yeah. this, is that it wasn't the best day. But No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Cal Oregon's a good game right oh, now. Oh, stop it. You're not going to hang well, your hat First of all, what now. kind of company man are you? This This is on Fox. Okay, it is the best game ever. Yes, and the the <laughs> early game on Fox, Iowa, Michigan. I, listen, I it wasn't the most well played game. They're not going to be making instructional videos off of that. <laughs> but I'd also add, by the way, next Saturday, I'm really hoping that this streak ends because we got Oklahoma, Texas, we got Florida, LSU, we got Bama, A and M, we got USC, Notre Dame. I'm hoping we finally get some real football next week. It, it, Arnie, you know, the, the the day started with real promise with that Michigan game coming right. down to the wire. And I said, okay, this is the day. I'm finally going to shut up that loudmouth Spanier. <laughs> but you're right. I hate to admit it. You're right. You know, does it take well even before we start getting into the games and stuff like that, does it take away – some of the luster of the season, or we'll forget about it as soon as you, like you said, as soon as next week comes along and we have four or five great games, and then you shut me up, we'll forget about the first four or five weeks, I guess, right? Well, what I could argue, and we'll find out if it's true, is it could make for a much more interesting second half of the season with with the separation between the top 10, 12, 16 teams, whatever it is, uh, less teams losing games that they're not supposed to lose. We don't want separation, though, right? Well, you, what, I, what I'm saying yeah. is, though, if if Auburn had lost early in the year, got tripped up, or right. if uh, Ohio State had lost a weird game, then it makes the games in the coming weeks less important. So if Florida had lost to Auburn today, it makes the Florida or makes the Florida LSU game next week less important, if I that see. makes sense. So okay. that's my hope. I can't promise anything, though. You can't promise anything. Um, like I said, you want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. Um, and let's start with that Iowa-Michigan game. You know how we always say, this isn't your dad's uh, Big Ten football. <laughs> it is. It really is. Uh, you know, I, I was expecting a little bit more. Um, the offense just putrid. I know the defenses look good. I thought Iowa, the three interceptions, obviously, did not, didn't do them any favors out there. They... They really couldn't run the ball to, to save their lives. It wasn't like Michigan was any better because there, it wasn't like Patterson was going to throw the ball out there. But Iowa found themselves in good field position once they picked up that third and 22, I believe, in the second. 
never able really to capitalize on anything. You've, I mean, three points, what, what are you going to really say? You lose 10-3, not an exciting game, no points in the second half. Michigan puts up 10 in the first, and they don't sniff uh, the goal line after that. Uh, did you enjoy the game? And is Harbaugh off the hot seat? Because I say no, he may even be more on the hot seat, even though he won. I was just going to ask you that, Arnie. Instead of you know breaking down play by play, what I was just yeah. going to ask is, <laughs> is that the weird game that makes you feel you get the win, but you feel less confident in the coach and the program, right? Well, I mean, look, anytime you win and you're a Michigan fan and you did beat Iowa, you're happy about that, but you played at home. Um, what did you expect, beauty points or bonus points on this? Is that what you wanted, a, a 24-3 to victory? Or would that obviously made it a lot better? But I don't think Harbaugh um, really is not on the hot seat anyway. I think there's a few knuckleheads that like to put him there. But, again, a win is a win. Nobody's going to remember the score of this game um, when they kick off next week. No, they won't. But you want I would say, though, and I think you would agree with this, is that you want to see steps in the right direction. And a win is a step in the right direction. I won't argue that. But this offense, and you and I have spent, whatever, five weeks talking about it now, uh, Harbaugh likes that old school, like you said, Big Ten power, yeah, yeah. you know, between the tackles. And he went to this new spread offense this year, and you were hoping that it'd be further along than it was. Now, Iowa's maybe a pretty good team. Maybe they play pretty good defense. But you need to be further along because I'll tell you this. it's uh, Penn State looks good. Ohio State looks phenomenal. Even Michigan State, I thought, had its moments tonight, especially defensively. You got you got to step up. I I know a win is a win, and you take it wherever you get it. But you got to. By the way, they play Notre Dame in a couple weeks too. They yeah. have Notre Dame on yeah. the schedule. You you mentioned Ohio State, Michigan, not even in the same class as Ohio nope. State. Ohio State uh, beat Michigan State today, thirty four ten. I don't even know if the game was as close as, as the thirty four ten score. To be honest with you, uh, Ohio State really um, a couple of notches ahead of Michigan. I'm looking forward to that one, and uh, we'll get to that game later on. But as for Harbaugh and Michigan. I guess it's what survive and, and move on, kind of like the NCAA tournament motto there. Just win and move on to next week, and hopefully you get things right. But I don't know how they're going to get things right with that offense. I, I don't know if they're going to make a change or uh, can you open it up more? And you're talking about the spread offense. Uh, you'd think the running game would benefit from that. I, I don't know how to help him at this point, Aaron. I'm with you, Arnie. And, and the big thing is, is, yes, you move on, and you're right. If if they run the table and they're going into that Ohio State game eleven and one or ten and one whatever they would be, you don't worry about it. But there's no reason to think that they are going to continue to win games playing the way that they did. They were at home today, as you said. Iowa made mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake to put Michigan in position to win that game. By the way, Michigan's only touchdown was set up by an Iowa uh, mistake on their right. end as far as a turnover. And you look at the schedule, next week they play at Illinois, okay, but then after that, at Penn State, at Notre Dame, both those teams look phenomenal. I just, I, I don't know where or how it gets better for Michigan. I just think it's it's a really, really bad spot for if them. If you're a Michigan fan, Michigan alum, um, you walked away from this game, what, feeling good, um, scratching your head, a little bit upset because you've had a few too many beers, I I don't know how you feeling after this one. You did beat Iowa, and Iowa was what a a top fifteen team. So, um, I don't know. You you tell me that you should feel good anytime you beat a team, you know, ranked with you or a little bit higher than you. That that's always a good victory. 
Yeah, it's a good victory. Yeah, look at you. Yeah. yeah. You just and, you just beat a top 15 team and you're hitting me. I and don't And you understand. know I'm a Harbaugh defender in right, general, right. too. But you got it. There's got to be. Uh, what, you, style points? You, you, do you really need style points? I mean. Or, or if they would have won the game 31-24. Yes, that's which, different. Why is that different? It's still a seven-point victory, though. Because 10 points when you know your offense has struggled. Right. When you're at home. Um, and when you basically, um, you know, the, Iowa, I don't want to say Iowa gave Michigan the game. Michigan won the game, but you look at Iowa, eight penalties for 60 yards. They had four turnovers. The three interceptions, right? Three interceptions. I mean, they didn't give Michigan, but they kind of gave Michigan the right. game. And with all those mistakes, I mean, just think about it, Arnie. If you're Penn State or Ohio State, Ohio State capitalizes on those mistakes. Oklahoma capitalizes on those those mistakes. Notre Dame, whoever it is. And I'm not saying you need to be on the level with those teams, although that's where you, you think that you should be. But, man, you got to take advantage of that. And so to see what they did, I do think you're frustrated if you're a Michigan fan. You win, you survive, you're happy. But you're also like, man, we still got a long, long way to go. Yeah, if you want to get in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Frank says college football has been uninspired so far this season. How about three hours of NHL talk? Well, did, um, did you yeah. see the stat I just put out, Arnie? No. So, uh, college football preseason top ten. The teams that start in the preseason, they're now forty nine and three this season. The teams that started in the preseason top 10. And two of those losses were to other top 10 teams. It was LSU beating Texas and, of course, Notre Dame losing to Georgia. So right. basically, everybody that's supposed to be winning games is. It has been a little bit, to your point, of a dud of a slow season. But I'm telling you, I think it'll set up a fun second half of the year. I mean, you know, we want these upsets, but if Texas had got upset at West Virginia today, it makes the game against Oklahoma less important. So hopefully we get some good games here over these next Why weeks. is that, though? Why is there separation? I thought there's more or uh, so many great college or high school kids nowadays. and I mean, they all can't go to Alabama and Auburn and... And schools like that, why is there well, I don't, such separation like that? Well, or is it, does, I, is it the, because they're playing patsies? That's why, Aaron. No, I don't, I don't yeah. think there is separate. I think there's, in the past there's been big separation between Bama and Clemson. I like that right now I feel like there's 8, 10, 12 teams that are all pretty much not I, – I, like, I don't think there's a big difference between, say, Notre Dame at one loss – and their talent level in Georgia, who they almost beat, or Alabama doesn't look invincible. I think that it's more spread out this year than it has been in years past. Now, you're never going to have 60 teams that are all equal. It'll never be that way. But I, I think this year, the top, I don't think there's much separation between those top 12, 15 teams. All right, last thing was we got Pete Futek coming up in about five minutes from now. I want to know. You have one TV right now. What were you watching? Were you watching college football? Were you watching the Lakers-Warriors preseason game? Don't lie to me. Are you watching hockey like I am right now, or are you watching uh, MLB playoffs? I was watching college football, but I will say when I came yeah. in today and yeah. I saw t- uh, um, I saw baseball on one TV and people tweeting about the Lakers, it did get me pretty excited. We always talk <laughs> about this. October is a fun month. It's a fun month. It is.
It's a fun month, but the, the guys back in the studio were all pumped up about the preseason Lakers-Warriors I game. I mean, come on now. That part um, I'm with you on. Yeah, you want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. When we get back, collegefootballnews.com, our buddy Pete Futek breaks down the games. We'll take a look at the top 25. Just getting going on this Saturday night right here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, it's Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, great news, everybody. There's a quick and easy way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. It only takes 15 minutes if, uh, to see if you could have, uh, say, 15% or more in car insurance. What do you have to do? Just go to geico.com and see how much you can save. 
Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. You can reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Let's get right to our guest. Joining us now, you can check him out at College Football News, collegefootballnews.com. It's our buddy Pete Futek. Pete, right off the bat, Michigan, you win 10-3. Do you still feel good about walking away from that if you're a Harbaugh? If you're a Michigan fan, are you feeling good, pumped up? A win is a win, especially against a, a top-20 team, but you're not feeling so good about yourself. No, you're feeling great because here's the thing. Harbaugh, I'm a Harbaugh apologist. This is the type of win he doesn't get any credit for. And it's like, oh, he can't beat Ohio State. Oh, he can't beat the big one. And that's true. You know, he needs to start winning those big games, obviously. Uh, But he's also amassed a whole lot of pretty decent wins along the way. And this is one of them. Like you said, it's an unbeaten ranked team uh, that usually is rock solid. And they got the win. And Flip it around. If they don't win this game, no. then all of a all of a sudden, you know, it's, the sky's falling in. It's the end of the Harbaugh era. Now, hey, you know what? You found a defense. You still got to get that offense going. But it's a win over a very very good team. Nick Stanley hadn't thrown a pick all year. He got he nailed for three of them today. So you take the win and you move on. But do you? But if you're a Michigan fan and you know you got at Penn State, Notre Dame, and then obviously Ohio State to close the season, do you really feel like you're any closer? Not just to Ohio State now, but to Penn State, to Notre Dame, teams like that. Yeah, sure. I mean, again, the talent's there. You know, it's not pretty. It's not a pretty brand of football. Uh, they don't have enough of a running game. Shea Patterson's just not looking sharp. The offense has to be a lot better. Now you're not very happy about. It. They still only have one loss on the road against a team that's playing like one of the five or six best teams in college football when it's really humming right now. So, no, you're not happy about it, but hey, wait and see. I mean, Michigan State's beatable. Penn State, okay, so it's rocked a couple of, you know, rocked Maryland, whoop-de-doo, rocked Purdue, whoop-de-doo. They haven't really beaten anybody all that great. Those are winnable games. Notre Dame, you know, that's obviously a tough one. Ohio State, obviously a tough one, but again, it's, I know Michigan's supposed to be this, you know, right there, this superstar program in the college football playoff, and that's where you, you want to be, but it's hard to do. He's, you know, there's a reason why they celebrated October 3rd, 10-3 day, June Harbaugh day, but how many programs right now look at Tennessee would love to be 10-3? and three? You, you know, Pete, we have you on a lot just about every week. And every week I start off by going, where are all the great games? Where's the excitement? I'm bored to tears. Started the same way this week also. Are you going to tell me I'm crazy or what, Pete? No, this is a rough one. Last week at least least you had the Clemson-North Carolina thing that was, yeah, that that was a thing. That was a big game with the type of, gosh, it's hard. I mean, okay, it's it's hard to get interested. I know SMU's ranked, but they (laughs) roared back, and they're in overtime right now against Tulsa. But that's, that's hard to get America interested. But it's the good and the bad because you have these brilliant teams up top, and they're so good that they're just destroying everyone. And so two straight weeks we've had Ohio State on primetime, and they've just destroyed everyone. You know, Florida-Auburn was entertaining. It was bad, but it was, it was an entertaining, fun game. But you're right. I mean, it's it just there's just not a lot there that's really all that exciting because the superstar programs are just so good. Next week we get Oklahoma-Texas, LSU-Florida, 
Let's see what happens. And Wisconsin-Michigan State. Let's see what happens then. Well, and that's what I was arguing with Arnie early in the show. It's been disappointing. It's tough to watch these blowouts week after week. But I think you can argue that it's setting up for a more entertaining second half, whereas if a Texas had taken a loss today or if LSU had been upset at some point in the season, you don't get LSU-Florida, you don't get Texas-Oklahoma, you don't get the other games down the road that are going to mean that much more. Yeah, disappointing is a little bit of an overstatement. It's been interesting, so we're not just talking Alabama-Clemson at this point, and it's certainly not uninteresting if you invest. So I'm guessing, Arn, you don't really gamble that much because if Ooh, you did, shots fired, Arnie. Yeah, you are you are sitting on pins and needles at the end of that Ohio State Michigan State game because Michigan State had the ball driving yep. with a chance for the over and a cover, and that's there's a big portion of America that found that game really really yeah. interesting, uh, and in that way, college football can be very fun. Yeah, well, you know what, Pete, talk about that game. Ohio State wins 34-10. I don't even have to know if the score was even as close as, you know, the game was as close as that final score indicated. That Dobbins run right before the uh, the half was unbelievable. Yes, I know about gambling because my brother had minus 11 and a half in the first half and barely covered that one. But Ohio State just seems two steps ahead of Michigan, and they just look dominant. I, I can't wait to see what they do later on, but I was impressed with them today. Yeah, and it, it also stunk that Michigan State was awful. I mean, they just – not awful because, okay, you played Ohio State, but awful in that they misfired on too many chances. They had shots to keep this thing interesting, and they just couldn't do it. There's the, and the Dobbins run was great. Also helped the defensive tackle decide to go for the, you know, the peanut Tillman punch <laughs> rather than actually tackle the team. I saw that. You know, so, so there was there was a lot of it was it was not a good performance because if you're Michigan State you can't beat Ohio State straight up and on talent but Mark D'Antonio teams have been able to pull that off in the past just by mucking it up hitting their third down plays just you know getting to the court just playing great defense and it had it it just didn't do things like you know hit the chip shot field goal so you got to be perfect and Michigan State absolutely wasn't. I'm watching these two games here in studio right now, Oregon, Cal, Stanford, Washington. It's uh, early in the Stanford-Washington game, but I know that Oregon's going to have that Auburn loss hanging over them all season long, especially bad if uh, Auburn continues to lose games. But I bring it up because I watch those two teams, Oregon and Washington, and I think they're not that bad. Did we oversell this idea that the Pac-12 is out of the playoff picture a little too early? Yes. I said at the time, I absolutely we did. Because it's not like they got destroyed by Auburn. It's everyone who watched it can kind of remember, and this is where the college football playoff committee has to do their job. They had a bad two minutes. If they actually watched the game, they I know you know if you know how besides this besides that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? They had them for 58 <laughs> minutes, and they were they outplayed them. They were faster, better, stronger. That was a great performance, and then they just couldn't hang on because Bo Nix went off on a couple of big passes. That, that's part of it, though. you got to win those games. But I'm with you. I think Oregon versus Washington is going to be one of those things that the winner of that should go on. Now, the problem with this is the Pac-12 has just enough decent teams like Cal, like Arizona. Yeah. If Khalil Tate <laughs> decides he's not going to actually have that hamstring pull and decide he wants to try to go be the Oklahoma quarterback by redshirting, uh, all of a sudden they're a pretty good team. There's enough good teams. We're not talking about Utah, who's still kind of right there. A 12-1 and Pac-12 team, 
a Pac-12 champion, at the end of the day, is going to have wins over several teams that are going to be ranked at the end of the year. There's probably going to be four or five ranked teams at the end of the season from the Pac-12, whereas you're going to maybe have one ranked team from the ACC. So it's going to be kind of a, a pretty good theoretical argument when you're saying, hey, Clemson, you're undefeated and you're in this thing without anybody saying anything, and you played nobody. And Pac-12 champion, you played all these ranked teams and you're not in the discussion. A uh, long-winded way of saying, yeah, I think the Pac-12 is still in this. He's Pete Futech, collegefootballnews.com. You can check him out at Twitter. Pete, always a pleasure, my friend. We'll speak to you later on. Later, Art. Take care. Pete Futech, everybody. Uh, and also the most knowledgeable guy on Big Ten football. Um, I don't know if I agree with him so much about Harbaugh. Yeah, it's a good victory, but I'm, if I'm Harbaugh, I'm not feeling good about myself. I'm not feeling good about the team. Uh, maybe the alumni, the fans should feel good about the victory like that. Um, I'm thinking deep down, I better find some way to open up that offense or this is going to be a, a long second half of the season. I'll say this. I feel like I've been a Harbaugh defender through the years. Pete takes it to another level because I watched that game. And I and, and the thing is, right, like, okay, we get it. It was a top 15 win. It was a good win. Okay. And I, by the way, I, I don't, I'm not criticizing Pete here, but at the same time, it's like we discussed a few weeks ago when they lost to Wisconsin. You were brought in to beat Ohio State, to beat Notre Dame, to beat Penn State. And you look at those three teams specifically, and I don't see any scenario Michigan beats any of them going forward. No, unless he does something different, unless something changes from now to the game that. But, I see like double digit losses in, in games like that. But Arnie, it's week. This is week six. It's the fifth game of the season. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. not. We can't say it's week two anymore, and we're figuring this out. They, they've been in practice for two months now, so I just don't see how it gets better. Uh, if this was week one or week two, I'd feel differently. But we're now halfway through the season, and this thing doesn't look any better than it was a month ago. No, I have to agree with you. It's, it's shown no improvement. You want to be part of the show. Aaron underscore Torres. Uh, I'm at Stinking Genius One. We'll come back. We'll take a look at the top 25. How did things go today? We also got some late scores first. Let's see what's trending with our buddy Steve DeSager. What's going on, DeSager? Good evening, gentlemen. I've got to talk about this Tulsa-SMU game in a moment. First off, there's playoff baseball on FS1. Top seed Houston at home tonight against Tampa Bay and trying to go up two games to none. And why not? You've got Garrett Cole on the mound. He went 20-5 and this season. He is mowing down the Rays up one nothing. bottom of the seventh, the only scoring in Alex Bregman, fourth-inning homer. But Cole with seven scoreless innings and 13 strikeouts yep. in the game. The Rays are three for 23 against him so far. Game in the bottom of the seventh on FS1. I'm watching the end of the Boston Bruins game right now. What? <laughs> you're, you're fired. We're going to have to let you go. There's way too much going on for you to be watching hockey. Planning wow. to include a hockey score later. Well, you guys I'm were going watching, to now. You guys were watching. You're going to bring up the Syracuse Kent State score. My kid lost three to one. Very upset. Uh, but you guys are watching preseason basketball in Los Angeles. Well, that was notable. Yeah, but we'll get to the Stop college. It. And I wasn't watching stuff. preseason basketball for the record. By the way, Yankees up two games to none after they blitzed the Twins eight to two. Game three in Minnesota Monday night on FS1. Now to college football. It's a third overtime at twenty fourth ranked SMU right now. A team that's five and zero, ranked for I think the first time since the eighties. Anyway, thirty seven all Tulsa at SMU. Because SMU scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to tie the game, and Tulsa's kicker has now missed three field goal attempts tonight, two in the overtimes, and they had earlier an extra point blocked. So they're trying to give the game to SMU. 
And it's third overtime. They have a play under review right now. But SMU with the ball and a chance to win in this game. The contest on Fox TV is now over. At 13th-ranked Oregon, the Ducks, after getting shut out in the first half, did win 17-7 over Cal. Well, that was a barn burner. Uh, like a lot of games today. Number yeah. four, Ohio State stayed undefeated 34-10 over number 25, Michigan State. Number three, Georgia was actually trailing at Tennessee yeah. just before halftime. Georgia wins 43-14. Alabama and Clemson are off this weekend. Easy wins for LSU and Oklahoma, for Wisconsin, Notre Dame, and Penn State. Florida beat Auburn in a top-10 matchup that had four turnovers for each team and 15 punts combined. Gators win 24-13. Number 11, Texas, a winner at West Virginia, 42-31. Texas Tech upset number 21, Oklahoma State, 45-35. Couple games that are in progress. Number 15, Washington, is now trailing at Stanford, 12-7. Yeah. Stanford Cardinal, early second quarter. And early in the second, number 16, Boise State, a 14-0 leader at UNLV. Update, SMU has just scored to win and go to 6-0 this season. It's best start since the early 80s. A triple overtime win at home. What wow. a comeback. SMU 43-37 winners against Tulsa. And I believe there was an Arizona reference earlier in the show. As yeah. Khalil Tate threw for over 400 yards. He was awesome. Three touchdowns. Back from injury, clearly. And the Wildcats beat Colorado 35-30. How's Chip Kelly doing meantime? Well, Oregon State scored three very quick touchdowns at the Rose Bowl. They've just scored again late third quarter. It's 34-17. Oregon State leads at UCLA. The Bruins would fall to 1-5 and this season. They started 0-5 last year in Kelly's first year. Yes, the NHL season started this week. The regular season tonight was the traditional Montreal at Toronto matchup. Oh, what a great game. Oh, I'm sorry. Went to a shootout. 6-5 Montreal. Canadians with four goals in the third period. So, yes. In Canada, that's probably leading the... Oh, can you imagine? Oh, my goodness. Yes, there was NBA preseason. Not in Oakland tonight. The new arena in San Francisco opening for the Golden State Warriors. And the Lakers beat them 123-101. to Anthony Davis in his Laker debut. 18 minutes, 22 points. Oh, that's it. Lakers are winning it all now. And LeBron James at 15 points in his 17 minutes. Back to you guys. There you go. Thank you, DeSager. Uh, welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. All you have to do is go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You can reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We're getting a lot on Twitter, so... Uh, Can, we'll get to that. Go ahead, Torres. I was going to say, Arnie, so after the loss by Arizona to Hawaii in week zero, when I was in Hawaii, yes, we started this running gag about, yeah, well, <laughs> only 12 more weeks of undefeated yes. play for Arizona, and they're in the playoff. Yes. Well, you know what, Arnie? We're in week uh, six, and Arizona hasn't <laughs> lost since then. They're five, what are they, five, four and one. Four and one. Four they're and atop one. their division. Uh it was a it was a good gag for a minute yes. there. Now it's like okay, this is this thing no, is getting no. less and less it, crazy every it's week. It's still it's still a gag. Let's uh, let's get we'll see in about two three weeks from now, uh, and we'll see how funny it is at that point. Even they're not even in the top twenty five, so it is kind of funny. I was thinking about that because uh, that was a good win, and they are on top. Uh, but they've played nobody. And no offense, but they've played UCLA. 
Um, and I, but the, the game today, Colorado was a decent team. So, um, yeah. you know, I give them a little bit of credit. Let me ask you a couple things. Top 25. What do you got? Um, just wondering, were you impressed? If you're Georgia, yes, you pull away. You pull away late. First half, you actually were trailing 14-10, I believe. Um, it was 20, uh, 26-14 at the half, though. Um, you did win it considerably, but you struggled a little bit. I was hoping that maybe this was going to be the one upset or one close game, um, but not so. Jake Fromm was you know, pretty good in the game, still under 300 yards, but very consistent. Um, no frills here, nothing to see. Uh, it was really Georgia after that early 14-10 lead by Tennessee. I'll say this. Yeah. Uh, I thought the story actually was Tennessee. They've been abysmal forever, as we know. Yes, absolutely. They brought in a true freshman quarterback to start, and he didn't look terrible. He didn't look terrible. So you wonder if this game was about a 10-point game going into the fourth quarter. Georgia pulls away late, two late touchdowns, but it was 20, so it was 29-14 going into the fourth. Right. And you wonder, Very respectable at that point. I agree with, with where Tennessee has been. They lost to Georgia State. They lost to BYU. So I wonder if this is a step in the right direction. Like you said with Georgia, a win is a win. It wasn't pretty, but you're on the road. It was a night game. It was a hostile environment. You take the win if you're Georgia, but I wonder if you're a Tennessee fan, if you feel like maybe this is finally the start of something because their freshman quarterback looked pretty good before he went out with a little bit of an injury. All right, Ohio State did win, as we mentioned earlier, 34-10. Um, yeah, it was you, – you look at the score and you say, okay, it looked like Ohio State flexed their muscle a little bit. Uh, it was never a game after halftime as far as I'm concerned. That Dobbins run right before the half was uh, tremendous. It was like a 60-something, 70-yard run out there. But uh, I thought Ohio State can still play better. It was uh, still a good victory over top 25 team. They played at home. Michigan State put a sub-10 in the first half, really – uh, don't do much after that. I guess it's for Ohio State. You win, stay in that top four, and uh, see how everything else shakes out. That's all this game was really about at this point now, Aaron. I'm with you. Um, I was I was impressed with – it never felt like Ohio State had to hit that whatever, fifth gear, fourth gear, whatever you want to say. Right. They just kind of it was a it was a home game. It was at night. They played well. I don't think they played super well. But they played well enough to get a win. And you look at the schedule, they obviously got Wisconsin here in a few weeks, but they go into the Northwestern game next week. They're looking pretty good. And I just think, hey, a win is a win, and you feel good about it. Now, if you have a computer in front of you, could you look this up for me real quick? I Uh-oh. don't know this off off the top of my head. LSU played Utah State. Is Utah State in the SEC? I'll look that up for me quick, real quick. Let me check. Um, because, yeah, check on that for me. I love the way LSU, and congratulations on getting Utah State on the schedule. I was laughing so hard when it was 7-6 to six at the end of the first. It was only a 21-6 game at halftime, but, um, you know, what can you say? Joe Burrow's stats are going to look phenomenal. Big game, five touchdowns, over 300 yards passing. Really nothing to write home about this one. I even give credit to Utah State for staying within 42-6, to six, to be honest with you. But no excitement here. I I just love that they got Utah State on the schedule, though. This is the type of games well, that bother me the most. Well, already. they shouldn't bother you because look at the next four weeks for LSU. Florida ranked 10th in the country next week at Mississippi State, which is always a tough place to play. Auburn number seven in the country, and then they play Bama. And so you're not going to get a marquee game every week. But with LSU, I will say definitively, the next four weeks are going to define. We've been talking about, well, they beat Texas. Are they a playoff team? Can they get in that top four? 
We're going to find out over this next month because they got a brutal, brutal, brutal stretch coming up here in the next few weeks. All right, and one other game we get before we take a look at some of the late games and finish out the top 25, Oklahoma 45-20 over Kansas. Not the big gaudy numbers by Jalen Hurts, only 228 yards passing, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, You know, yeah, they have 45 points. They win 45-20, Kansas obviously um, not a great team out there, getting a little bit better, not as bad as you know they've been over the last couple of years, but um, not, the, not the big gaudy numbers. Uh, not that impressed with what you saw from Oklahoma today, Torres. Well, I'll say this. Uh, Pete Futek was talking about uh, you know keeping games on late because there may be some vested interest even in a blowout. Yeah. Uh, Over-under in that game was 67, <laughs> and uh, you better believe that Oklahoma oh, was driving. By the way, they had to convert a fourth down with about 30 seconds left, in, or a third down, excuse me. Otherwise, it would have been fourth down. They probably would have kicked the field goal to go over. So uh, there wow. were, yeah, there were a lot of uh, there was a lot of interest in that game, despite it. But you know, I, I think that was one where it was a road game. The weather conditions were bad. It was actually delayed. If you're Oklahoma, Oklahoma, for people who don't know, they play Texas next week. That is the game of the year for them. They win that. They're in the driver's seat in the Big 12, or whoever wins that is in the driver's seat in the Big 12. And so I think you just get out of there. It's kind of like what I was saying with LSU. You get out of there. You get the win. You don't worry about how pretty or ugly it was, and you just get worried about next week. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. We come back, finish out the top 25. Um, also get caught up in some of the late games. All that's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> All right, you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically with no limit to how much will match. So millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Marty Spanier. You can reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Um, UCLA had closed it to within 34-24. Oregon State just got a touchdown, though. 41-24. Oregon State leads it through three. So, um, again, UCLA is going to have to come up with a tremendous comeback to try to win this game, Torres. I don't really know what to say about UCLA at this point. Um, If they don't have that rally, they'd be 0-6 after tonight. No, no, they won one game. Remember, they won the Washington State That's what I'm saying. If they didn't have that wild rally where they scored 50 points in one half (laughs) – where it was just banana land. Like, I don't know, like, you know, Chip Kelly's another one. You know, I, I said a minute ago, I try to defend Harbaugh. I try to defend Chip Kelly, but it's like, you got to, Oregon State's terrible. You you have to beat Oregon State at home. And Why you, do you have to beat them? It's going to take a while. Why? Was Oregon State beating Oregon State uh, 30-27? Do you feel better about your program? It's going to take a It feels a, while a lot worse than when you lose. I don't know, but, I mean, you, you think you're going to run him out of town after a couple of years before he can turn around the program? That's the answer. Bring somebody else in for another one or two more years and and, and then go and give him a couple of years? I mean, you got to be a little bit patient, don't you, Aaron? Are you just doing the radio thing where you're trying to trying to pick a fight just no, to get no, a little no, conflict not, in I'm this show? No, no, I'm not trying to pick a fight, but l- let's be honest. The guy's barely gotten going here yes it's not pretty now but you got to give him a little bit of a time here i agree you have uh, and he he'll get time because ucla can't afford right. to buy him out right. he's getting all, if he didn't but you know what if he didn't make all that money the people would be coming after him right now buy him out this is it this is ridiculous this is that what we bought him in for um and you know that, that's that's just a little too much you got to well, give him here's some the problem you have yeah. to show signs of improvement that's yes. the thing like, look at uh, your boy Kevin Sumlin at Arizona. I mean, it's uh, yes, they haven't played anybody, but they're winning the games that they're supposed to win. And so I'm not saying Chip Kelly is, is a miracle worker and he's supposed to have UCLA undefeated, but Oregon State is historically the worst team in the Pac-12. You're at home. Oregon State is not playing well this year. It's not like it's a year where they're playing well. They're 1-3 coming into this game. Like, it's one you got to win. Like, they, like, I get you need you need time to build this thing up, but you got to win the games you're supposed to win, Arnie. Let me ask you this. Everybody talks about California and all the athletes want to play in California. The weather, this and that, or paying athletes now, or whatever it is. Um, do all the athletes really want to go to UCLA and USC? Is, is, or are we just kind of making that up as members of the media? 
They don't. I mean, you know, the best players right now aren't going to UCLA and USC. Now, USC still has recruited pretty well, but they're not right now because there's uncertainty about Clay Helton. But no, I mean, listen, UCLA hasn't recruited very well. And if you follow the recruiting stuff, and I'm not saying... I'm not a big recruiter. You know, you follow a little bit with the big names. I was going to say, you know where the two top-ranked quarterbacks in California are committed to next year? I was just talking to David Gascon about this. Where's that? Number one recruit uh, is the number one quarterback in the country. He's committed to Clemson. And there's another guy that's committed to Alabama. So the best. Per- okay, but that's two. Where's three They're through the ten? Two, Where's the, 11 no, through 20? No, those are the two best quarterbacks in high school football. You can't let them get out. Now, one of them was committed to USC. And I do wonder if because USC has this true freshman that's playing well, he doesn't think he'll get playing time. But you can't have Cal- you can't have Alabama and Clemson come across country and take your best players. It's one thing if they go to Oregon or they go to Washington. You can't have Alabama going across country to get your best players because you're certainly not going to Alabama to get their best players. Why you think the days of oh your kids have to stay home in the region they're in? You, no, but you those, have to give them a reason long, to. No, those days no. are long gone. Listen, yeah, yes, go ahead. you have to give them a reason to. I mean, Alabama's best players are staying in Alabama. Ohio's best players are going to Ohio State or maybe Notre Dame or Michigan. I don't see USC going to Ohio and getting the, the, the best quarterback out of the state of Ohio. So my point isn't that every kid is going to stay in state or stay near home, but you can't have programs coming from across country. It just shows that right now that the best players don't feel like going to UCLA or USC is a place where they can compete for championships. Okay, so let's say, okay, that's fine. Still, though, you got to be able to recruit quarterbacks in the top 10, in the top 20 to, to make sure you don't take the hit because you lost the, uh, one quarterback, right? You can't have your whole program rest on the hopes of one QB in your area. Sure. No, I'm just saying in general, yeah. though, you said where are the best players going? Yeah. They're not going to UCLA and USC, and I agree with you. Um, I just think that it's a bad sign for those two programs. But even USC is a little bit different because USC has a true freshman quarterback. So I don't know how much that's impacting them. But right now, I mean, the biggest problem is USC, their coach is on the hot seat. Everybody knows it. Right. But you still have to give a reason for kids to want to stay. And right now, I don't think either of those programs does that. Washington, Stanford. Stanford leads at 13-10, still before the half under two minutes there. So we'll keep you updated on what's happening. Huskies. Four and one, but they're one and one in the pack. Stanford, high hopes coming into this year. They're two and three, so hasn't really turned out well for Stanford this year, has it, Torres? It hasn't been a good year. No, it hasn't, but as Pete Futek said, there's still some good uh, football being played in the Pac-12. Oregon wins again. They've looked good even with that loss to Auburn. Utah has that one loss, and we'll see USC next week against uh, against Notre Dame. All right, one other score, San Diego State, 10-3 over Colorado State. That game at the half, and actually Duke leads Pitt. 30-26 during the final minute. Pitt with the ball and driving. They're on the Duke 26. It's third and four. So we'll keep you updated on that. We just crushed our one. We're we flying did. by. You want to get in. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. So you can get in that way also. We'll come back. We'll finish off the top 25. We'll get you ready for week five in the NFL here on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. All you have to do is visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Busy hour for you. You want to be part of the show? Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Great sports talk. Radio night will wrap up the college football top 25. Get you ready for week five of 
the NFL. We got some dog games in that also. We'll get to that in a little bit. But as I started off the show, Torres, I told you, no frills for college football. Um, I'm pretty much going to say this every week. Hopefully it will stop next week. You had to have dreaded it. You knew I was going to start the show off like I this. Hated and, it. I was and, dreading. And, I, I almost didn't come in today. And, and, and you know, it, it, this was probably the worst of the four weeks, to be honest with you. I, I had nothing. I mean, you can't even give me the Michigan 10-3 game. Yeah, if you're a Michigan fan, you're happy. But um, that, that was just such an ugly game also. Yeah, it was within one touchdown. But not, good, not, not a good start for the college football season. Hopefully it picks on up starting next week. Well, I don't know if you would, can say that. I mean, what do you consider good? Because to me, the, the best teams have looked good. And... Upsets, chaos. That's what I want, my friend. Well, or what's the alternative? You get really good games between really good teams late in the season. You know, Arnie, you're one of those guys. You just yes. want to have your dessert right at the beginning of the meal. You yes. just want that piece of cake. Don't tell me you eat the salad first. Come on. <laughs> you eat the salad, then you have the, the chicken dish, and you get the cake at the end, Arnie, okay? Okay. Okay. So we might get the K. I mean, listen, it just in the next like three weeks, we have think about these games, LSU, Florida, both in the top 10, Notre Dame, USC, Texas, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Ohio State. I mean, we got some good games coming up here, Arnie. Um, Penn State, by Michigan, way, by the way. We, we didn't bring up the Florida game today, but that which was kind of another snoozer was a 23-14 final. They, they win it there at the end. Once again, defense dominates. But you're going to have to have an offense if you think you're going to beat a Clemson or an Alabama or an Ohio State. Well, I don't even know if you can say defense dominates when you look at the box score and you saw eight combined turnovers. I don't know if that's defense dominating or offense being abysmal. It was. I don't know how much you were able to watch this game. Already. It was a tough watch, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I want to get this stuff on, on Twitter. Uh, Craig says, this came in a while ago. I should have got to this earlier. Stinking genius. This was sent to me for some reason. Ooh. says here, thank God you hit the airwaves tonight. I need my fix of you, Torres. Have a great show. Oh, great. That's well, awesome. First of all, why, no, that's not awesome. Obviously, that was a mistake. No, it um, sounds he, like the a great tweet. I got to look this one, one up. Why didn't he, you know, plug you in that or address you in that, you know, at, at, at Aaron underscore Torres? Two, I have to say, I need my fix of Spaniard and Torres have a great show. I'm sure he just had a typo on that part. No, he sure. said I need a, uh, my fix of you, Torres. He forgot a que- he forgot a comma. He didn't forget a Spaniard. <laughs> so he just, you know, Craig, it's okay. We'll work on your punctuation. Same thing. Is that the same thing or what? Well, if he said I need my fix of you and Torres, that's one no, thing. But I think I just says I need my fix of, of you, Torres. Torres. Exactly. If he just added the comma, then it really would have hit home. So. Thank you, Craig. I'm glad I could deliver for you. I'm sorry that Arnie's on air with me tonight. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm doing my best to keep this thing going. So. Uh, Bake says, stinking genius and Aaron Torres just came on the air, and I'm walking my dogs now, groovy. We are the we are the number one show for dog walkers. You know that, don't you, Torres? That We are number one. Dogs love us, too, I've heard. Oh, so. they do. Absolutely they love us. I mean, come on now. Um, Easy Money says, dear Jim Harbaugh, your annual Ohio State beatdown is only a few weeks away can't wait to see you. Regards, Buckeye Daddy. Uh, I'll hit the like button on that. Oh, I'm I, sure they're they're feeling their oats. They better not lose that game. I don't see how they can, but they better not lose that I game. I got some bad news for Easy Money. Is uh, Before we can get to that annual Ohio State beatdown, 
I think the the non-annual Penn State beatdown is coming of Michigan, and I think the non-annual Notre Dame beatdown of Michigan is coming because I don't think they're getting through this schedule with the way that offense is playing. So easy money. By the time you get to Michigan, uh, that might be just a warm-up game for the for the Big Ten championship because I don't think they're putting up much of a fight this year. Eddie says, I was thinking, genius, I was watching the Laker game because I wanted to see some big-time payback to the cocky Warriors. This year, other NBA teams – uh, well, go ahead and well, he just says a few things. First of all, wipe the sass. I like it. No, like, like the that? sass. Like the well, like. I, I, the, I think they're a little all, sassy. Uh, are you allowed to admit you're watching preseason basketball? That's the first thing. Two, are you allowed to say you wanted revenge or against cocky warriors in the preseason? Can you say something like that, Torres, or what? Yeah, I, I, I'll say this, and I didn't think we were talking preseason basketball today. Well, I mean, but, obviously you guys are watching that in L.A. You had the game one of the championship on today, or the NBA final, uh, did, East West Coast wait, finals. Did the Clippers play today? <laughs> oh, shots fired. You didn't think I could get in a shot talking preseason. You got one, and yes. So I'll say this, man. I have been pretty anti-Warriors. I think they've been pretty cocky and arrogant and uh, not really justifiably so. So I am going to enjoy this season. And I, listen, you never want to see injuries. I don't want to see Clay Thompson on the sidelines in a in a cast. But, right. but um, you know, listen, this has been an arrogant team. I'm going to enjoy watching them go whatever. They're, they're still going to be good, but they're not going to be like they've been certainly the last couple of years. All right, we know our biggest fan, Chewy, loves the show. He says, next time you and Arnie get into an argument, use the phrase, come at me, bro. Okay. Yeah. That's a clown question, bro. <laughs> this is, Remember that? This is, this is why we don't do the show in the same studio, because um, you're not invited to hurt. California. Wow. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. So I know we've been talking about how lousy all these games are, and I get it. I, I can't argue. It's just the the, well, the 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 comparative the whole in 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 a whole it is, and even individually, most of them were pretty bad also. But go ahead. Do you think next week though? Uh, well, let's not go through the whole slate. We don't have to talk right. USC Notre Dame. I feel like Texas Oklahoma has a chance to be a real good one because Texas. I know they lost to LSU, but they're playing really well. They look good today on the road at West Virginia. You put and, up some points, and they got behind the West Virginia in that one early. And they won, though. They came back and won. And so that's the one that I'm holding out hope for. And I don't know if that means that Oklahoma's going to get upset. I'm not saying that that's what I'm saying right now. But what I do think is that it's at least two teams that are pretty even. They're both playing well. Um, and I think that's the one that we're going to sit here and be like, okay, college football is awesome. The season's officially started. I, I kind of agree with you on that. I, first of all, I've been to a couple of those shootouts. Um, there might not be a better place to go see college football. Really? I, I don't like the neutral thing. I always prefer um, you know, being at a, at a home site, but they're both about the same amount of miles from their campus. So that's why it turns out great. And they're split right down the middle. you got the fair going on. Um, it's just a, a tremendous atmosphere. It's one of the best in all of college football. Did you eat the fried uh, ice cream and everything? Fried, any, fried yeah. ice cream, fried pickles, fried Twinkies, fried peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, um, fried water, anything they can Wait. fry up, they fry it up up there. That, that's the way they do it down there at Big D. By the way, this has nothing to do with anything. Yes. Where were you doing a remote from in Vermont yesterday? I saw you on a boat, and then you looked like you were in a castle. <laughs> I know this isn't great radio for our national audience, but it's it's our show, and I'm actually genuinely yes. curious about I, this. I was taking the ferry from Vermont to Plattsburgh, New York, oh. and there's an old Army barracks base that somebody bought and made it into a big brewery, and oh. upstairs 
Upstairs, cool. they have rooms that you could sleep in if you have one too many because it was an army barracks. And downstairs is a big brewery and restaurant and stuff like that. And it is pretty cool. It was, it was a lot of fun. That is cool. Yeah, no, I just saw you on a boat, and yeah. uh, I didn't know if, you know, you were big time now. You were you, you had a yacht, and you were taking your my, Friday off or what. Yeah, but. my co-host, like, nobody wants to see you on a ferry. Oh, they love this stuff. They don't get they don't take ferries in, in the West Coast. They don't have stuff like that. Uh, again, Aaron underscore Torres, I'm a stinking genius one. Hopefully it uh, it picks up in college football, but I think you're right. I I think maybe the Texas-Oklahoma game is one to watch. By the way, Oregon State now up 41-30 over UCLA. Less than five Jeez. minutes left in the game. Um, yeah, they're scoring at a, a great pace still, though. UCLA's have to, to come up with a couple stops uh, if they want one of these great comebacks in this one. They are at the half. Stanford 13-10 over Washington. But just to wrap up the whole uh, college football thing, we did talk about Michigan, uh, Jim Harbaugh. Um, Harbaugh, look, everybody knows They've got to go ahead and figure out some offense. I don't know what Harbaugh's going to draw up, um, but I got a feeling that the critics are really going to be out in full force uh, tomorrow and, and starting Monday saying, you know, they got to do something because it's just inevitable before they start getting uh, clobbered out there. Well, that's the part is that yeah. it's, it, listen, okay, Iowa, maybe they're a top 15 team. I know they were technically coming into today, but if you look at their schedule, they hadn't really played anybody that good. And now the question just becomes kind of, what does it mean next for Michigan, right? You can you can look bad in a loss. You can look good in a win. And with Michigan, like, I don't think the concerns that people had about them, about that offense, they're going anywhere based on what we saw today. And so you look at the schedule. They don't have time to get right. They're next In two weeks, they play at Penn State. Then they play Notre Dame. Uh, Maryland doesn't look quite as bad as we thought coming into the season. Their tough games are ahead of them, and there's no reason to think that they're not only – forget Ohio State. Yeah. They're nowhere close to Penn State right now. They're nowhere close to Notre Dame right now. You know, I miss the days of, like, when two teams playing each other and they were, like, in that top – you know, when you had the UCLA-USC and so much was up uh, on the on – the, you know, on the table there, Auburn, Alabama. Um, now that Auburn kind of lost, that yeah. that kind of you know we'll, sucks. But we'll get know, those, Texas, those Oklahoma. Type of games. We'll Texas, get, Oklahoma too. We'll get Texas, Oklahoma next week. We'll get uh, Florida, LSU, which is kind of a, a rivalry. And I'll say this: USC, Notre Dame. I'm kind of interested in that one because I'll tell you, if USC wins that game, and I don't think they will, but if they right. do. You're talking about a scenario where all their tough games are behind them. They've already played Utah. They've already played Washington. They don't play Oregon this year. Now, I guess they do still have the Arizona Wildcats, but uh, the very manageable schedule going forward, and I stand corrected, they do actually play Oregon, but manageable schedule going forward, they got to win that game first. Though I'm not saying they will, but I think it's setting up for Clay, to, uh, Clay Helton to potentially keep his job if he can win that game, but it's a long road ahead. I'm wondering what's going to happen to the Pac-12. It seems like more and more people are losing interest. Even, and I'm not talking about for a national championship. It just feels like athletes are being on the West Coast, the travel, um, you know, playing up in the cold in the northern part of the Pac-12. I, I, I just feel like it's losing a, a, a bunch of luster. Seems like it's losing its luster in, in, in college basketball. That's for sure, Torres. But in college football, it feels like it's, it's lost uh, luster over the last five, six years. Yeah, the tough thing with, with the Pac-12 this year is that I think there's actually a lot of really good teams, and Pete Futek brought this up in hour number one, is that there are more good teams in the Pac-12 right. than in a lot of these conferences. The ACC has Horrible. Won- yeah, exactly. 
Miami was supposed to be good. They lost today to Virginia Tech at home. And so the they're it, the problem with the Pac-12 is they don't have that program that can compete with the Oklahomas and Alabamas and Clemsons. At least Clemson kind of masks how bad the rest of the ACC is. The problem with the Pac-12 is they got four, five, six teams at the top that are all pretty even, but none of them can separate themselves and be that truly elite team. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. One day before week five, even though we had a game on Thursday, we're one day before week five, and I know this about the NFL. We'll tell you that. That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You can reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. Great sports talk radio night, even with some below-average college football games, that's for sure, but... We switch gears. We focus our attention to the NFL. This seems a, a lot better weekend for the NFL, but um, obviously been a lot more entertain, entertaining than the college football games this week. That's for damn sure. By the way, Oregon stayed up 41-31. Less than two minutes left. It looks like it's all but over for the UCLA Bruins in that one, Torres. So they'll go down to defeat the Beavers. will get the victory in that one. So you're totally cool with Chip Kelly and there's no issues or cause for concern is what you're telling me. No, there's a cause for concern, but you got to give the guy some time. What do you think, firing him and paying him I out? I didn't say all firing him, but I think we can be critical of him. I mean, we're now halfway through his second season. He's 1-5. in five. He went 3-9 and nine last year. So my What are you th- expecting this year? Uh, what, a, a bowl game or something to that effect maybe? I think six and six was completely reasonable. I mean, that is reasonable. It is. Yeah. No, no, no. And all I was going to say was, um, and and I understand, right? Like, it's a process. But San Diego State at home, we'd have to ask DeSager, but I think it was something like 23 games in the history of those two schools. UCLA had never lost to San Diego State. Right, right. Uh, Oregon State, I've already kind of referenced. Arizona. I know you love your Wildcats, Arnie, but that was one that could have gone either way. I'm not saying you have to win all these games, but there are games that you should be more competitive in, and there are some games that you should win, and tonight was probably one of those games. All right, uh, let's get to the NFL. By the way, we're getting a lot on Twitter, so once again, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1, and they're even sending us NBA stuff. Everybody was pumped up about the NBA preseason. I'm Gonna have to fire some people if you're watching NBA preseason. Aaron, uh, one day before week five, even though we had a game on Thursday, um, I know this. Uh, And I thought maybe I was wrong to start things off, but as the game finished, and I'm talking about the Seahawks Rams, Todd Gurley is not back. He looked good early, but he's not back. He won't be back. I don't know what's going on. Is there a knee injury? Is there a leg problem? Is it mental? Um, did they give him the money too soon? Oh, yes, they did. Um, is he ever going to live up to that contract? No, he won't. One day before week five, the Rams are three and two, and I know they're in big trouble, and they're in big trouble with that contract with, with Gurley. It's really funny. When, last time we were on our air, Arnie, yeah. the Rams were three and oh, right. and now they're three and two, so two losses in five days. I'm with you. I mean, I remember even going back to week one. It just didn't look like he had that same burst when I was watching him against the Panthers. And I'll tell you, I think the Rams are in real trouble for two reasons. One, something isn't clicking. And I know they were a missed field goal away and they could have won that game or whatever. But the Seahawks look really good. 
The 49ers look really good. And when oh, I best division in football, I would say. That's what I'm saying yeah. is that there are not a lot of wins to be had. And and obviously the Rams playing a first place schedule now. They still have the Bears. They still have the Ravens. They play at the Cowboys. I think that they could be in trouble going forward. Now, what did I see through what do we got? Five weeks? Four weeks? Yeah. By the way, real quick, what, what did you think about Gurley though? What, what? I, I'm with you. I don't yeah. think he's looked right even even early in the season when they were winning games. If you were really watching the games, it, he just doesn't have that burst. He doesn't right. have that whatever it was that made him Todd Gurley these last couple of years. I'm with you. Yeah. I think he's in trouble. I think they're in trouble. I think they have real issues. I'm not saying they're going to miss the playoffs, but they are not the same team from last year. All right. So. One day before week five, what do you know, Torres? I know that your Cleveland Browns left for dead. All of a sudden, they're in first place in that division. Yeah. How about that? Boy, how one week changes things, huh? Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, I, I watched the, that team, and we spend so much time on Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. Right. But the defense has actually been pretty good. And they got so many playmakers. And I know the offensive line has been hit or miss, and Baker's been in, uh, you know, under pressure and all that stuff. But I- I'm telling you, man, is that I watch them and I say, like, they got the guys on the perimeter and the outside with Odell and Jarvis Landry and Ricky Seals Jones and Nick Chubb, and they're going to get back Kareem Hunt. I know we wanted to throw dirt on their grave after right. a couple losses, but I'm just saying, I think they're going to be a factor all year. I kind of agree. I was going to throw dirt on them. They changed things around last week with the win over uh, Baltimore, right? So a good Monday night game against San Francisco. Uh, Of course, Jimmy G, I I think finally we we got it right on this. Might not be the best game of the weekend, but certainly top two or three games out there. I'm I'm looking forward to that one uh, with the 49ers. All right, one day before week five, and I know this. I have zero interest in the Cardinals and Bengals game tomorrow. <laughs> zero. Um, I mean, I'd rather watch reruns of Judge Judy. I'll take that back. No, I think I would rather watch reruns of Judge Judy. I definitely would rather watch um, NBA preseason and NHL and baseball playoffs, definitely, before I watch Cardinals, Bengals. Zero interest in this one. Um, please tell me the score by texting me. Uh, tomorrow because I'm not going to be watching this game. Not even for Kyler Murray? No, yep. not even for Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray could wear a Superman cape while playing, and I won't tune in to, to, to even see that. Yeah, I think Andy Dalton needs to wear a bag over his head if <laughs> Kyler Murray's wearing a Superman cape. Listen, I'm with you. I don't really have much to add other than to say this is uh, th- both these teams are a real, real <laughs> tough watch. Cincinnati, uh, it's time to blow this thing up and build it back from the top. All right, so one day before week five, and one thing I know is something ain't right with the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, jeez. You're telling me, huh? Oh, my goodness, it's falling apart. It's falling apart, and I'll say this. I went back and watched the game this week because there was a million games on, and Kirk Cousins was really bad, so please don't make it that I'm not saying that he was bad. But also... There was no the, the play calling. It's so obvious that they they're afraid to even let him throw the ball down the field. I mean, they right. were they were running Dalvin Cook into six guys in the box every time. And so I don't know what the answer is, but obviously there's a lot of frustration with Stephon Diggs. I understand his frustration. By the way, he had a big catch and a fumble yesterday uh, last week. So it's not to say that he is not partly responsible as well. But something, man. But Thielen opened up his mouth also and, yep. and was critical of everybody also. 100%. And and a lot of this is Kirk Cousins. Make no mistake. Uh, he has got to be better, but I thought the play calling was really bad. Uh, I, I 
I, I there's just there's something that's not right there, and it it it's a lot of it falls on Kirk Cousins' shoulders. But I think more it's more than just Kirk Cousins, if that makes sense. Well, and and it is, but it does fall a lot of on his shoulders, and he has I agree. to be better. His his decision making has been horrible. The turnovers he had, I think it was a game against the Bears, um, miserable, absolutely miserable. Um, feelings come out. You know what bothers me about someone like Stefan Diggs? It was okay when he was getting the big contract and the money. Now he wants to go. You know, it, 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 it's kind of bothersome when I see something like that happen. And then, of course, he speaks in code. I never said I wanted to be <laughs> traded. I just said that everything I said is true, or there's truth in all rumors out there. Torres, Did you hear you know? what he said? Is well, I I don't know if my agents asked for a trade, but I, I mean, I haven't. <laughs> that was an all-timer. Like, I've heard a lot of twisted stuff. I don't know if I've ever heard that one before. Well, listen, you got to talk to my agent. I mean, I, I yeah. don't really know what he's saying when I'm not around. So, you know, I'm just saying, got to go yeah. talk to him. And by the way, the this is one of those games that, um, you know, we talked about who must win. This is the must win game. Minnesota two and two, Giants two and two. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Giants are back from the dead. Minnesota can't go to two and three. If if you think it's rough at two and two, what do you think it's going to be like at two and three and losing to the Giants? Um, Daniel Jones really going to get a test in this one. Some people say is real first test out there. Um, this is a good game. This is a monster game, Torres. Well, and I think that's why, because both teams really need this win. And I'll say with Minnesota, too, I just think that division's so tough because I agree NFC West probably the best division, but all of a sudden the Lions have life, which I did not think. They played the, the Chiefs really well last week. The Packers will see, but they're not a walkover, obviously. The Bears are not a walkover, obviously, after they just beat the Vikings. You start losing games out of division. By the way, especially to rookie quarterbacks making their second career start, you're in real big trouble. By the way, who do you like in that Vikings-Giants game? If you were picking on that one or betting on that one, who do you like? So I actually like the Vikings, and I'll tell you why. I know I just crushed them for five minutes. Yeah, you're crushing them, but all of a sudden, I like the Vikings in this game. Well, listen, the Daniel Jones stuff, I get it. We love it. It's a new story. It's fun. But let's call a spade a spade here. He was playing the Redskins. Right. Uh, you know, John Gru- or Jay Gruden, God knows what he was doing before or after that game. Um, and they scored a bunch early, but if you if you looked at the box score, if you watched the game, uh, the offense didn't score after the second half. There was a Jabril, uh, excuse me, a Jabril Peppers right. interception return, but the offense really didn't move the ball all that effectively after the first couple of drives. Uh, we'll come back with more one week before or one day before week five. What do you know? We'll get more questions like that. But you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. So with no limit to how much we'll match, millions of people a year are getting their cash back matched now. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more. Discover.com slash cash back match. When we get back more of what I learned before week five, we'll get into that, take a look at more of the games. But first, let's see what's trending with our buddy Steve DeSager. Hey, what's going on, DeSager? Hey there, and no NFL weather problems this weekend as we have the first weekend of October. In California, it's about 80 degrees, so slightly warm for that Chargers home game against Denver and for San Francisco's Monday night home game against the Browns, but nothing big. Hot in Texas, but yeah, for oh, the Texans home game there, huh? and for the Cowboys home Jeez. game, they have roofs, so no problem with that. As for the UCLA Bruins that you were talking about, Yes, San Diego State had played UCLA 
23 times over the years and never beaten them until this year at the Rose Bowl. And it's just going final. Oregon State beats UCLA 48-31. So that would put the Bruins at 1-5 and for the season. They had started 0-5 last year. UCLA had over 250 rushing yards tonight, but still can't stop anybody. Mm. As for the baseball, it's three outs to go for Houston to take a two-games-to-none lead in its AL Division Series. Up now 3-0 on Tampa Bay. The Rays at the plate, 4 for 27 tonight. They've struck out 16 wow. times, <laughs> 15 against the starter Garrett Cole, Cy Young candidate, who was a 20-game winner this year. He struck out 15 in 7 and 2 thirds. Again, FS1, there is a leadoff hit for Tampa Bay, a single. So 3 nothing, and still three outs to go. As for the Yankees, they're up two games to none. Beating Minnesota My eight Yankees. to two today. Please don't do that. Wow! Be- on behalf of all of New York and frankly, <laughs> all teams in all sports, when you yeah. do that, please don't do that. Oh, wait, you see my Dodgers? Yeah, yeah, they were your Dodgers last night. That's right. Didi Gregorius with a grand slam in New York today in a seven-run third inning. Yankees up two games to done with Game Three in Minnesota Monday night on FS1. To college football in progress. Stanford at home leads 15th-ranked Washington. 13-10, under 10 minutes to go in the third quarter. They've just started the third quarter for 16th-ranked Boise State, up 17-0 at UNLV. Believe it or not, in UAB's home football game against Rice, it's six minutes to go. They're in a second weather delay, and I guess they're holding out hope of finishing the game. Jeez. It's a 35-20 lead for the home team. This would put Rice at 0-6 on the season. San Diego State could go to 4-1 and somehow. They're leading to start the fourth quarter 17-3 at Colorado State. So it's just these games that I've mentioned that are still going on on this Saturday night. Earlier, number three, Georgia had to come back to win at Tennessee 43-14. Yes, Georgia actually trailed before halftime. <laughs> number four, Ohio State beat Michigan State 34-10. And a top-10 matchup at Florida went to the Gators over Auburn 24-13. Texas Tech upset number 21, Oklahoma State. 45 to 35. Yes, there was preseason basketball. Not in Oakland. In San Francisco, opening of the new arena for the Golden State Warriors. And the Lakers beat Golden State 123 to 101. LeBron James in 17 minutes had 15 points. Anthony Davis in his Laker debut, 18 minutes, 22 points, and 10 rebounds. Mm. And there was an NBA preseason game this morning, our time in India. Pacers defeated Sacramento 130 to 106. So Indiana wow. wins in India. And Bills quarterback Josh Allen was cleared to play tomorrow. He was in concussion protocol. Buffalo's at Tennessee. Back to you. All right. Thanks a lot to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. All you have to do is go to geico.com or give them a call, 1 800 947 Auto. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You can reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One um, on this Saturday night. Lots done. Of course, we'll go ahead. We pretty much finished the college football wrap, getting into week five of the NFL. And and by the way, if uh, if there's one thing I know before week five, the Atlanta Falcons are the biggest disappointment <laughs> in the NFL. My goodness, man. After that Super Bowl run, they have just, just lost games they shouldn't have. They just can't get up there. They can't turn the corner. Didn't make the playoffs last year. Off to a 1-3 start this year. They're not going to make it again this year. 
if I'm a Falcons fan, I'm pulling my hair out. They're, they're, they've got to be the biggest disappointment right now in the NFL. Arnie, you literally stole the one right off the tip of my tongue. Really? Uh, really? Cause I, yeah, because I remember last week I said something to the effect of, I'm just done with the Falcons. And you said, they just made the Super Bowl two years ago. Be patient. And then I watched them against Tennessee last week, and I was like, wow. this yeah. team's just unwatchable. So I don't know what the answer is, uh, or I don't know what the reason why is. I will say Matt Ryan's been really sloppy, six interceptions already. Um, and- but he had good stats last year. He sure. did have all-time numbers. I learned that out the hard way, but still it didn't translate to them getting to the playoffs. I agree. I, I, I just, to me, they're just, I, I don't think they're interesting. I don't think they're good. I don't think they're going to beat good teams. Maybe they'll upset somebody at home, but I'm not buying them long term. I will tell you this one day before the start of week five, and I know this, Bruce Arians may have saved Jameis Winston's career. Oh, geez. I mean, I didn't see that coming over the next two weeks. They've really turned it around, huh? They've turned it around. You know, Jameis looked pretty good against Carolina in that Thursday night. As good as either team could look, both teams look pretty bad. But obviously, look, he put up a ton of stats last week at the Rams. Credit to Jameis. We had all written him off. We had all said his career's over. He's never going to be a starter. Now, look, credit goes to Bruce Arians. Credit goes to Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator. But he looks improved. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady or Drew Brees or whoever, but he's looking better. Credit to him. Maybe he is a long-term answer in Tampa. All right. A day before week five, I know this, that the second biggest disappointment in the NFL are Jason Smith's New York Jets. Oh. Uh, well, 0-3, and, and um, it doesn't look like it's going to get better. Sam Darnold doesn't want to die. Is that the exact quote? <laughs> You heard that, right? Didn't you? Did you see that he they they were putting on? You know, he has the mono, and they were putting on a, a fitting him for like a, a vest or a flak jacket, um, because you know you can't take a hit like that. You sure. could, you know, rupture something there and and you know get some internal bleeding. He goes, hey, I I feel good, but I don't want to die. I saw um, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, I think the Jet season looks already to be over, and I wonder if they're thinking about trading Le'Veon Bell if somebody'd be interested in him. Oh, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, he had to get out of Pittsburgh. Okay, whatever. They're overusing him. But be careful what you wish for. You got your money. You lost yes, a whole did. you lost a whole year's worth of salary. Yes, you did. But you got your money and now you're a jet. And that was, by the way, my argument with the whole Antonio Brown thing. I think Antonio Brown, when he was in Oakland before he obviously all the stuff happened off the field, I thought he looked in the mirror and said, I can't end my career with this organization. And that was why he forced his way out. Anyway, I think it's the same thing with Le'Veon Bell uh, in that. So, I'll say this, Arnie. One day before week five, and I know this, the best story in sports right now, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, I'm so happy for this guy. You don't think so? I mean, listen. Listen, I know when Drew Brees comes back, he gets the job. He's been okay. Don't get too excited, but go ahead. But... I, I listen. He hasn't been great. They didn't score a touchdown. But I mean, this was a guy, Arnie. He almost. They said they almost had to amputate his leg. Right. Was right, how yes. bad that injury was. Yeah, but he's been back over that injury a while ago now. So, Arnie, I don't know how many times you nearly lost a leg to injury, but to, <laughs> I mean, if you nearly lost your vocal cords uh, and two geez. years later you were back doing radio, it'd be a pretty good story. I listen. I'm not saying, like I said, that he's been great or that Drew Brees won't get this, but but I mean, he won at Seattle and he beat Dallas last week. And again, I know there were no touchdowns, all field goals, all that stuff. Two wins or two wins. I'm happy for this guy, for him to overcome that adversity, get another shot at this thing. All right, I'll give you one more because we got the Sager coming up next segment, but 
One day before week five, I know this. If you want to bet the Patriots to go 16-0, and 0, you can get 8-1 to 1 odds. That doesn't seem like much value to me. And I'm starting to get the feeling that they may go 16-0. and 0. We know that the first half of their season, absolutely a worthless schedule. They play in the easiest division in sports when you get Miami twice and the Jets twice. And they've already beaten Buffalo and Buffalo. So they'll go 6-0 and in the division. This team could go 16-0, and Torres, when it's all said and done. Hey, I got a question. Yeah. When you go in first place, aren't you supposed to play a first place schedule? You're supposed to. It's not supposed to be this easy, but you're playing a garbage division. How do you end up with the Redskins and the Giants and the, well, I guess the Dolphins are in the division, but uh, they got a soft oh. schedule, man. Now, it gets a little tougher. They do play the Chiefs. They do play the Ravens down the road. But, man, they got a pretty soft schedule. I don't know about sixteen and zero, but I'm just saying. Which eight to one isn't even value. No. I don't think if you gave me a, more than that, I would think about it. But there's got to be one bad game in the, in this thing. And by the way, Tom Brady did not look very good in his last game, so didn't put up the big numbers there, even though they won. No, the defense pl- Buffalo, yeah. yeah, defense played well. They gave up their first touchdown of the season. But I'm with you. I saw somebody did put down a pretty big bet today on the Patriots going 18 and 0 or whatever, 16 and 0 in the yeah. regular season. Um, I wouldn't do it for eight to one odds. I'm with you. I don't think those are good enough odds. But uh, it wouldn't shock me, I guess. But eight to one, I wouldn't bet it eight to one. No, I, I think which which would you rather bet? Patriots going 16 and 0 or the Dolphins going 0 and 16. Well, I think Dolphins going 0 16 is the better bet, but it's just a matter of what kind of odds I could get. Uh, but eight to one isn't enough to get the juices flowing on the Patriots. I'll tell you that. No, I, and you, yeah, you. I thought you can get like 50 to one, but maybe Me that too. was at the beginning of the year. I, I mean, eight to one doesn't even sound worth it. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. When we get back, the Sager gets us caught up in all the late news and notes. That's coming up next, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. 
Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my game. game. <laughs> all right, you want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. With no limit to how much will match, millions of people are getting their cash back matched. Discover, cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cash back match. Look what's going on in this baseball game. Let's mm-hmm. check in with DeSager and see what's going on. DeSager, are they gonna are the Astros gonna blow this lead or what for crying out? Well remember they went through more than one closer a couple years ago in the postseason and still wound up winning the World Series and had great relief work from a starter in game seven of the World Series at LA. It's not beginning well for them in this series. Tonight, a great start from Garrett Cole. It was a 3-0 oh. lead going to the ninth, and Tampa Bay loaded the bases against closer Roberto Osuna. It's now 3-1, one out in the ninth. Ray scored on a force Did out. Did they just drop the third strike? So it was a, a foul tip, out? yeah. Oh, it was foul tipped. Okay. So. Uh, so that kept the batter alive, and he's just walked to reload the bases, and they've pulled the closer in the ninth inning. Yeah. Roberto Osuna is out. He had gotten a strikeout to end the eighth, cannot finish the ninth. One out in the ninth. It's 3-1. This Houston team that's dominated this wow. game. I mentioned earlier how few hits. It was like, what, four for 25 at one point for the Rays offense? Mowed down by Garrett Cole. Astros are still close to a two-games-to-none lead, but... Not yet. I see all you guys are going to the Dodger games out there. Did you go to the Dodger game or what? I went to the last two nights. Those will be the only two that I'm going to. If they stay Give me alive. a Dodger dog, would you please? I will Send me be some here. Dodger dogs. Uh, actually, there's a great story is that, you know, our beloved Ben Maller, you get yeah. a uh, the media in the postseason at Dodger Stadium. The cafeteria that the media normally use to eat gets used for a workspace for people's laptops and writing and deadline stuff right and so because of that they give you a coupon to use at any of the concession stands at dodger stadium it's great because there's a huge variety not just dodger dogs so i had my own last night i'm talking to ben maller before the game he's got credential for the whole month he was sitting with marlin's man yes, behind I... home plate at the game last night what? i saw that the fame guy with there? his what orange are... shirt that always sits you know not there are no marlin's playoff games but he goes to all yes. the other ones he gets these great seats he was sitting with ben they've communicated before he's met him at a regular season game uh earlier uh, this season in la 
And so Ben what says, you know, I'm going to be with all the rich people eating there. So you want my coupon? So I had a lot of food last night. Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Probably as much food as as the Dodgers had strikeouts. That, that's, a, that that's a high price ticket uh, where Marlon Mann and Ben Maller are. Well, that's uh, unbelievable. To say the least, it is. So I hope he enjoyed it. Um, by the way, the Yankees game one last night was only on MLB Network. But because it's the Yankees and some right. people had uh, a free preview weekend with the channel, if they knew to look for it, 3.4 million viewers for the Yankees game one. Wow. That is the second largest rating in the history of the channel that they got last night for that game. So congratulations. And the wild That's card crazy. round started on TBS on Thursday night with good ratings for the two NL games, three and a half million for each. That Cardinal crazy win at Atlanta, and then the Dodgers game one shutout win, and that was opposite Thursday night football. Fox got fourteen million wow. for the Rams at Seahawks close Woo. game. That's up eight percent. That was a from good last one, year. Yeah, that was a good matchup. Yes, though, it so. was. And uh, as far as the college football blowouts today, yes, we had wins from Georgia and Ohio State tonight, but number five LSU today was a Ugh. forty-two to six winner against Utah Ugly. State. Yeah, it was seven to six after the first quarter, but eventually the Tigers in the game had over six hundred yards compared to one fifty-nine for its opponent. LSU with 41 minutes time of possession out of the 60. And LSU 32 first downs to 10. How did Utah wow. State do on the ground? 22 carries, 19 yards. That's pretty good. In the game. That, yes, so, that's pretty good. Heisman candidate Joe Burrow with five more touchdown passes. He's topped 300 yards through the air for a fourth straight game. Also, How many touchdown touchdowns run. does he have? Like 100? Yes, it's an even 100 already, yes, Arnie. That's what I thought. That's Meanwhile, I thought. Heisman candidate Jalen Hurts not doing too bad for number six, Oklahoma. They got the blowout win at Kansas. It was 42 7 in the it fourth quarter. It was 7 nothing Kansas, though, wasn't it? <laughs> Briefly, quickly, yes. after the lightning delay I started at the Texas, beginning. Uh, started texting Chris Plank at that point. Of like. course you did. By the <laughs> way, I believe I saw Plank at, at the uh, midfield once the uh, refs had to redo the coin toss or something after the lightning delay when they finally got started for real. So a little camera time for him as Look well as Ben on the baseball last night. What a night. big shot. Jalen Hurts with two touchdown passes, two touchdown runs, but on Fox TV next Saturday is Oklahoma against Texas. Ugh. Now, Texas won at West Virginia. Florida beat Auburn today. There was a blowout win for number eight Wisconsin, 48-0 over Kent State, nine sacks for the Wisconsin defense. Ninth-ranked Notre Dame, 52-0 over Bowling Green. Ian Book had five touchdown passes in the first half. Right. And Tony Jones, on seven carries, had 102 yards rushing. And 12th-ranked Penn State with the blowout win, 35-7 over Purdue. Now, this is a conference game, so very impressive that Penn State's defense gets 10 sacks in the game and led 28-0 early second quarter. In fact, Purdue finished with just over 100 total yards. That's it for the whole oh, game. They're going to make noise in that conference before it's all said and done. And when is it going to be said and done, exactly? <laughs> eight first downs for Purdue. Eight first downs and 12 punts in a conference oh, wow. game. That's embarrassing. The uh, game at Fox TV had tonight with Oregon hosting Cal. Oregon was getting shut out at home in the third quarter, for crying out loud. Cal was up 7 nothing. A combined five turnovers in the game, 19 penalties. Oregon eventually wins 17-7. And the crazy SMU comeback win in triple overtime over Tulsa. The Pony Express. Staying undefeated, 43-37. SMU was behind 30-9 to to start the fourth quarter and still won the game. Baseball update, Houston 3-1 in the ninth, two outs in the ninth now. Bases loaded for Tampa Bay. Thank you, Steve. The Sager two hours are in the books. I got my eye on that baseball game, as uh, the Sager told you. 
uh, right now a one a two run game three to one, but the bases are loaded with two outs. Uh, the power hours coming up next. We'll continue with the NFL. Bernie Fratto will stop on by. We'll take the Vegas perspective, see who he likes coming up this weekend. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. This is Fox Sports Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game, <laughs> Ah, uh, good evening, everyone, right here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You can reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. It's brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Bernie Fratto straight out of Vegas. He'll join us in about 20 minutes from now. We'll get the Vegas perspective on who Vegas likes in week five. So that's coming up. Uh, Torres, just uh, a couple things I want to touch on before we 
go ahead and get straight back into week five of the NFL. You were fighting some, a lot of people on Twitter this week about the athletes getting paid. You were, did, did you change your mind about something or were people just smacking you around for crying Did you out see loud? me and Richard Sherman got into a little bit? I did. Kind of explain that to uh, some of the people out there. Yeah. You know, listen, I, it's unfortunate because I didn't really understand the point that he, so he said. Right. I saw that, but it. it that it, Yeah. He yeah, said the NCAA should be destroyed. Right. And so my argument was, dude, come on. The NCAA, basically the system that's in place, the NCAA system allowed a guy like Richard Sherman, who's very bright, very smart, earned everything that he's gotten. Right. But he got a free education from Stanford University. Correct. And the number of guys that go to Stanford, that play in the NFL and make the money he does is minimal. And all of them can use a Stanford degree. So somehow he thought, he didn't understand what I was saying. He came back at me and it just turned into this thing that it wasn't supposed to be. But I was so disappointed in him because I get it. We can College athletes should get more. I think they should be able to benefit off their name, image, and likeness, which basically means that they should basically be able to earn endorsement dollars uh, if someone wants to pay them. But this idea that we need to destroy a system that literally tens of thousands of people benefit from every year, I just think it's absurd, and I was just disappointed that he used the word destroy. Does that mean that these is it going to be destroyed? Are these other kids going to lose um, scholarships? And, and, and by the way, um, are these kids going to make tons of money? I don't think they're going to make any money off the jersey sales, but are we going to have um, – I don't know, a guy like Zion Williamson sponsored by the local uh, restaurant or something like that? Is that what you're talking about? What, 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 well, is there going to be a lot of money here? Well, what I think is interesting, so there's kind of two different deals here. So the California bill that has been passed is considered a completely free market. So you can, if Zion, somebody wants to, if Zion went right. to USC, whatever. But Florida actually yesterday put legislation into place. But the difference with Florida's is they only want players who are already on campus to be able to earn endorsement dollars. And so that to me is the big difference. And I like the Florida bill because the Florida bill doesn't allow you to just bid on recruits. And I think that, um, you know, that's where my concern would come in is if the star high school quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, whoever it is, teams are just spending, you know, schools are just spending 500,000, 600,000, a million dollars. And I think the bidding would get pretty high for a guy the caliber of that kind of player. So that concerns me. But if a Tua or a Zion gets to campus and they play well and they earn those opportunities, I'm, I'm all for it. Does right, that make sense? Want, does that make sense, the difference between the two? It does make sense. It's just that I saw so much on Twitter about how much they were going to benefit. It was a good thing. It was a bad thing. Um, I was kind of losing perspective on, you know, it wasn't really that good of a thing. So sure. um, Aaron underscore Torres, I'm in stinking genius one. And one more thing before we get right back into the NFL. Are we starving for NBA? 10,000 people show up for a scrimmage to see Zion for a scrimmage? I mean, that's like why watching me play at the Williston Central School up here in Vermont after work. I mean, is it? Do you have a 44-inch vertical leap that I missed? I mean, I've watched a lot of your Periscope videos. I've never seen that 44-inch vert that yes, you have similar You must have missed that one. I must have turned off the video by then. But, I mean, come on, 10,000 people for a scrimmage, that's 
They're really starving for some Zion, are they not, or what? I mean, he's the most hyped player to come in since LeBron. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think people are interested. I I will say, I also think yeah. the the other guys that are there, especially Lonzo Ball, I think right. that's piqued people's interest is how do all these young guys With, play together? They got some vets. Lonzo cutting off, I don't want to say cutting off his dad, but what was the quote, I'm my own man now, if, you know, something to that effect. Um, something I think that effect, that's yeah. going to gonna do wonders for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think getting out of L.A., getting away from uh, the whole family dynamic, I think will be really good for him. It's disappointing, but I get it. You know, his dad uh, tried to control his career. It didn't really work out for anybody. Uh, But I also think what LeVar said is kind of true, too, is like Lonzo can't stay healthy. I mean, part of it is the brand kind of failed, but part of it is also like Lonzo has been a little bit of a disappointment so far. All right, uh, you want to get in Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1, Week 5 NFL. We had one game on Thursday, a whole slew of action coming up tomorrow. Um, let me start with Patriots-Redskins because we are. I think the Patriots already won that game. Oh, wait, it's 21 nothing. It hasn't even kicked off you, yet. You know who else thinks won, they won that game? Jay Gruden thinks they what, won that game, right? Let's start with that. What did you think of the video? And in case people don't know, uh, don't know what we're talking about, there was a video that was – Leaked to tw- do I say leaked? I don't put on Twitter, mm-hmm. put on social media. What's what's the correct term here, Torres? What what was it on? Yeah, I don't know if it was leaked or what, but there was just a video that showed up on social media on whatever it was Friday. Was it Friday evening? Sometime around then, right? Uh, Jay Gruden sm- smoking something that uh, appeared to be something that isn't legal in all fifty states. We, we don't know what it was, but go ahead. Yes. Yeah, we don't know what it was, yes. but it did not appear to be a cigarette. Right. And also talking to a woman and I never looked this up, but I assume he's married, right? Because that was what the big to do was about. Um I'm, I'm who knows what the relationship is at this point yeah, though, so I, I don't know. I think the bottom line is Jay yeah. Gruden, you know, thirty six hours before a game out at a bar in Washington uh, you know, you'd think he'd be in in the office breaking down a little extra film of maybe the best defense we've seen in like. Nah, uh, they're only playing the Patriots. Uh, yeah, maybe. Listen, maybe he's already on his bye week. I don't know. Maybe he just said, you know what, we're not going to win anyway, so I'm going to go live my best life a little bit. I guess so. I really don't know. He'll be fired after the game, and let me tell you why. They didn't fire him after the last game because whoever came in to be an interim coach, they didn't want him to take the pounding. Um, from the New England Patriots. So they're going to let Gruden take the pounding. They'll fire him after the game, especially because this video surfaced. And, look, it's not all his fault, but, yeah, he deserves to be fired. They'll move on. There was an article out here in the East Coast um, that said that the Redskins not even prepared to take on the Patriots. They're playing at home. Um, Really, if I was in Vegas, I'd be laying the 15-and-a-half Another easy game for the Patriots, who have the uh, what the uh, NFL's toughest schedule, I guess. But this is a an embarrassing situation for the Redskins. Um, Redskin fans, I, I feel bad for them at this point. Yeah, you know, you come on this show, Arnie, and you criticize LSU schedule and you criticize Alabama. <laughs> I think I think uh, the Patriots actually have Utah State on the schedule yes, next week. And Alabama they, has a harder schedule than the Patriots. They have there the Citadel the week after. By the way, did you see the thing on Twitter? It was so funny. It was a picture of a broken window, and the caption said, you got to be careful out here in these streets. My oh, my buddy had two Redskins <laughs> tickets sitting on his rearview mirror or sitting on his console. Right. Somebody broke in and left four more. Yeah, I saw and that. That house. was like the funniest thing I've seen. I, I thought was, it was so laughing funny. at that. Oh, I tickets are plentiful <laughs> as the Patriots <laughs> come into town. Um, yeah, you know what scares me the most is they're going to be fighting out with the Miami Dolphins 
for that number one pick. Who's to say that they don't even pick somebody, even though they have Haskins? Uh, I just, uh, I'm wondering, they may actually be worse than the Miami Dolphins after what I saw last week. Yeah, all all I'll say about the Redskins is they are trying to win games, and so it'll be interesting as the season goes on. Look, whether Gruden's gone after this week or not, Haskins is going to get his shot. Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, they are not the long-term answers. And so I I think they're going to try hard enough to win, whereas you look at somebody like the Dolphins, they're not even trying right now. Yeah, you know, I just, again, how long is this going to continue for the Redskins? Um, Obviously, they had a little bit of hope coming into this year after a little bit of success last year. Um, And then, of course, a bad situation with the running game. What are you going to do there? Uh, Quarterback situation is a complete mess. It uh, it never got going. It, this coming, you know, after game one, it was like a complete broken down car. You don't know what to fix first, Torres. Well, I'll say this, and, and you see this in all sports. The, the poorly run teams, it doesn't matter who the coach is, who the GM is. If you're poorly run, you pretty much, it shows year after year after year. Like, that was the problem with the Browns. For years, they were just so poorly run, and it didn't matter who the coach was, who the quarterback was. You see it in the NBA with some teams, Major League Baseball. Um, and I think that the Redskins are a perfect example of this. I mean, you know, how many years in a row, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, who the coach is, but then the reason the Redskins are struggling is because we find out that the general manager took a quarterback that the head coach didn't like. And it's like, you know, you got to be on the same page and you look at the teams that have success, whether it's the Patriots, whether it's whoever, it seems like everybody in the organization is on the same page and that's obviously not happening with the Redskins. No, it isn't. It's, it's a complete dumpster fire there. Um, I'm afraid to see what the final score of this game is going to be. Now, a game that's coming in under the radar, but is actually a really important game, the Bills at the Titans. We'll see how the Bills bounce back after the loss to the Patriots. Obviously, quarterback injury problems there. Um, I guess there's going to be some weather problems in Tennessee. Titans at home, they had their big victory last week. They're 2-2. Two and two. The Bills are 3-1. and one. Bills got to keep pace, but this is where it usually starts falling downhill for the Bills. Going on the road, uh, uh, rain possible. I'm not feeling good, especially if uh, Josh Allen not 100% in this one. I mean, aren't the Titans, though, the team that every time that you build a little confidence in them, they do something and they just lose a really bad game? And they Isn't look that, really... Is that the Titans or Marcus Mariota? I'm, I'm it's, a little, yeah. It's both. And so, uh, it, first of all, it is an important game. I'm not saying that it isn't, especially, by the way, in that division. Everybody's 2-2. Two and two. Um, you know, Houston looks susceptible. Indianapolis will see coming off that bad loss to the Raiders. So it's a huge game, but I just have no faith that the Titans can put together two, three, four good weeks in a row. I know they kind of have it stretches. They beat Atlanta last week, right? But we've been picking on Atlanta all year now. Yeah, Atlanta's the next one on LSU and, and Alabama's <laughs> schedule. That's that's how much I think of the Falcons. Is wow. it's, it's Utah State, the Citadel, and then the Falcons. So What about the Bills? Still chance here? Quarterback problems? Will they have a hangover after that loss to the Patriots? A game they could have maybe won uh, um, will go downhill now for the Buffalo Bills. I thought they acquitted themselves pretty well. I mean, they didn't win the game, but the defense, um, you know, held the Patriots in check. Now, maybe Tom Brady's just getting old and the elements are starting to get to him, but the Bills, you know, they had their opportunities and they're going up against what might end up being a historically great defense. So it's you can't blame them because they couldn't capitalize late in the game, but it was like the defense kept coming up with stops when they needed them to, and they just couldn't put the ball in the end zone or really sustain any type of drive. Um, 
I was impressed. I, I liked what I saw, and I, I just think I, – I, I'll just be curious to see if they can build on that, like you said – do they have the hangover? Can they build on it? All right. A spot of tea. Oh, that's terrible. That's a horrible accent. What's wrong with you? Uh, Bears and <laughs> Is that because somebody's playing in London? Is that what that was supposed to be? Over in London, yes. The Bears and the Raiders over in love of spot of tea. No. Foggy London Town. <laughs> there you go. That was good. Uh, that was worse than mine, to be honest with you. You know, the Bears... I don't think are going to miss Mitch Trubisky. Matter of fact, no. they may be just equal or maybe even a tad bit better with Daniels. Who, who Daniel? Who knows? Um, I'm waiting to see when the Raiders start to fall apart because of that brutal beginning schedule playing away from home. Um, playing in London, they're used to, but, man, that Bears defense, that's one of the best defenses I've ever seen in my life. That's fantastic. It is. It, it's a really good defense. But I think the point you bring up about Chase Daniels is interesting is that if you watch that game against the Vikings, I mean, they did not kind of reel it in or or try to keep him from making plays. I mean, they've really let him loose. And it, it was kind of interesting to see the dynamic with them versus Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, their true starting quarterback. They're not letting Kirk Cousins do like what he's supposed to do, which is throw the ball downfield. Meanwhile, the Bears are throwing it all over the park. So I'll be curious. It's a long flight. Obviously, we get it for both teams. Um, I don't know though. I I kind of I I think the Bears are playing. They're they're coming in a little too high. I don't think they played quite as well as the final score would indicate. Uh, I could see the Raiders pulling the upset tomorrow. Jeff Wessos, Daniel Snyder, James Dolan, the worst owner in sports. Great question. Um, oh, who is worse? I I don't know if, if he's talking about the the two worst or who's worst, but. Um, yeah, they're two of the worst, and I don't know who's worse at this point. Do you have a you have a vote on that, Torres, or what? That's what I, I think yeah. you could say that Daniel Snyder is the James Dolan of the NFL. Yeah, I think yeah, that's I, fair to say. I agree with you there. When we get back, though, we go to Las Vegas. I don't get to visit Vegas, so we'll go to Vegas on the phone lines. Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, will give us the Vegas perspective on Week Five of the NFL. That's next, right here on Fox Sports or Radio. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance... Stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. 
smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. Great sports talk radio night. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier keeping our eye on the Stanford-Washington game. Cardinal up 2013 right now. Uh, 8.20 and counting in this one, but they're lining up for a field goal uh, to get this from a one-possession game. So I'll let you know if they make this right now, 2013, but the Stanford Cardinal trying to go up by two scars, and I believe they will. The kick is good. So it's 23-13. Let's get to our guest. He comes up after us at um, the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas. It's our buddy, Bernie Fredo. Bernie, I told you at the beginning of the year, just bet against the Dolphins every game. And you're going to do pretty well. What are they 0-4 against the spread? I don't know if it's going to get much better this year or what. Spot on, Arnie. And uh, I think the bookmakers are really relieved this week that they don't have to make a number. Chargers go in there and cover again last week. And by the way, not for nothing, historically, Johnny Avello, a longtime uh, respected bookmaker here at the Wynn Hotel, put up hypothetical lines for the 2019 Dolphins versus the worst teams in history, there are too many to mention, but I'm going to give you three. For instance, the infamous 0-16, 0-2008 uh, Detroit Lions, a team I covered. Johnny Avella would make the Lions a three-point favorite against <laughs> the Dolphins. And how about that 2007 Dolphin team, coincidentally? They were 1-15. They were quarterbacked by the legendary Cleo Lemon, who Jonas oh, Knox has referenced many times. He would make the 2007 Dolphins quarterback by Cleo Lemon, a three-point favorite over the current Dolphins. But, Arnie, here's one you're going to laugh at. Okay. The 1996 New York Jets, coached by the legendary Rich Kotite, he would actually make the current Dolphins a two-and-a-half-point favorite over those Jets. Wow. First of all, those those 2008 uh, Lions quarterbacked by my fellow UConn alum, Dan Orlovsky. Good guy. Great guy. Oh, he's a great guy. You know, it just wasn't our finest moment uh, as as a UConn alum, although every time I come on this show, people would say the same. Neither here nor there. I want to go to college real quick, Bernie. Yeah. We, um, Arnie and I kind of opened the show. We had this big conversation about Michigan and Mm. is this a step in the right direction? You win the game. Here's my question. 
three marquee games left on the schedule at Penn State, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Now, you can argue there's other games, Maryland, Michigan State, whatever. Do they have any chance, according to you guys out in the desert, against those three teams, Michigan against Penn State, Notre Dame, Ohio State? I'll add a fourth team, Michigan State. Don't go to sleep on them. And by the way, just for what it's worth, guys, I'm still not bought in on that Harbaugh horse and buggy offense. They were the beneficiary of four turnovers today, could only muster 10 points, were shut out. The last three quarters, that offense to me still looks like a drunk crossing an icy street. Uh But to answer your question, Aaron, the uh, Michigan Wolverines, when Notre Dame visits, uh, the uh, Harbaugh's team will be a a one-point favorite, it looks like. And Michigan State, they'll be a three-point favorite. But they'll actually be a dog a couple times. Uh, When they head to Penn State and Happy Valley, right now it looks like Penn State will be a two-point favorite. And fasten your seatbelts for this. When the Buckeyes come to town after Thanksgiving, currently Ohio State would be projected as a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow. Wow. Bernie, uh, first of all, who do the books need? Where's the money coming in from? Is there a lot of money coming in on the games? I'm assuming people love the Cowboys after their loss and the Packers coming into town. But where's all the money coming in on? There's a lot of one-sided games. And speaking of the Cowboys game, right now the books do actually need the Cowboys. Green Bay getting about 87% of the money. Uh, and wow. not, you know, and I'll tell you, Aaron Rodgers, he's 6-2 and two, lifetime against Dallas with a 68% completion rating, 16 touchdowns, 2 interceptions, and he's 4-0 against the number and 4-0 straight up as a dog. Wow. The uh, books also need the New York Giants. Right now the Vikings getting about 75% of the tickets. The Houston Texans, the books need tomorrow. Atlanta getting most of the money there. Baltimore laying three, three and a half at Pittsburgh. It's the largest favorite the Ravens have ever been in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh getting about 83% of the tickets. The books will need Baltimore. And finally, on Monday night, they're going to need the Browns. A lot of teams are, uh, a lot of betters are firing on the uh, San Francisco 49ers. And and guys, just something to note. This is really crazy. Uh, Week four, dogs were 11 and two. Oh. Uh, and now they're 38 and 22, 62% on the year. If you blindly bet dogs, you'd be 62%. And road teams now 43, 16 and 1 against the spread. We do look for that to regress. We do look for that to change and the favorites to start to bark a little bit more. <laughs> but if you'd blindly bet dogs and road teams, you'd make all the money you want to make. So wow. you just said something really interesting there, Bernie. You said that everyone in Vegas or, or the betters have all come in on the Minnesota Vikings against the Giants. That's really interesting to me because the Vikings are coming off an ugly, embarrassing loss. The Giants coming off a decent to good win, although the Redskins are terrible. We all know that. So what what gives the public so much confidence to be backing the Vikings this week? A couple of things, uh, Aaron. It's a very good question. First of all, it's, it's a fade against the Giants, I believe. Uh, Fez has the Giants defense ranked 30th offensively. Oh. That's not good. But Mike Zimmer has been nails off a loss in his career. He's 16 and 3. Mike Zimmer, the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, is 16 and 3 against the spread when coming off a loss and facing a non-divisional opponent. And if he's a favorite, he's 6 and 0 against the spread in this number. The Minnesota Vikings laying 5 tomorrow at New York. I think it's a get-right game for Minnesota. I think Dalvin Cook runs wild and I think you see more targets for Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. You know, Bernie, you mentioned the Miami Dolphins and their 0-4 against the spread. Can't we just substitute the Washington Redskins uh, for the Dolphins? That opened up at 13. It's 16. 
They look like they're a complete mess. Of course, the video of Gruden, which was an older video, has surfaced out there. Um, their quarterback situation's an absolute mess. Matter of fact, I saw an article that says they're not even prepared to take on the Patriots. I, why don't you just lay the 16 in this one? Well, you know, your, the eyeball test says yes. How can you possibly bet uh, on the Redskins catching uh, 15 at home? The, it seems like the Patriots can go in and name their score. But a right. couple of things, uh, you know, Tom Brady's passer rating was only 45 last week uh, versus yep. Buffalo. Yep. And uh, New England, uh, you know, they've been 0-4 as double-digit road favorite. Look, the bottom line is this. There are just simply better games <laughs> than than this game to mess with. I don't know how you back the Redskins, but you just can't get rich laying two touchdowns on the road. And, again, people are going to selectively hear what I'm saying. Believe me, New England can cover this uh, if they want to, but we right. don't know if they will. They didn't cover against the Jets a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, th- I-, I believe the, the Redskins as double-digit dogs are 16-11 against the number since 2009. There actually is a little bit of value on Washington, although wow. I'm not on the game. And Colt McCoy is not that bad. Last one for me, and it's funny that you mentioned Colt McCoy. I want to go back to college for a second because this is the last time we'll talk to you before next week's college slate. Arnie and I are itching for some good games. What does Vegas think? It's early. We have a a full week, but Texas-Oklahoma looks like the first marquee game we've had in a while. What does Vegas think of that one? According to the Las Vegas Superbook, you will expect the Sooners to be a 12 and 12 and a half point favorite wow. next week. Wow. Uh, Texas gets the cover today at West Virginia, 42 31, barely. Oklahoma was laying 33 at Kansas, 145 to 20. But as you guys recall, December 1st in the Cotton Bowl last year, Oklahoma won 39 27. They look awfully good uh, with Jalen Hurts, and Texas has to replace a lot of starters. That line, guys, is about where it's going to be. I don't think that you're going to see a lot of movement there. Uh, right now, Oklahoma laying 12. He's Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, coming up at the top of the hour. Bernie, will be listening, my friend. Always uh, appreciate you stopping on by. Enjoy your weekend, guys. Thank you. Take care. Bernie Fratto, everybody. He'll be on at the top of the hour. You want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. So with no limit to show much, how much will match. Millions of people a year are getting their cash back match. Discover cash back match. What are you waiting for? Learn more at discover.com slash cashbackmatch. Final time tonight. Let's check in with our buddy Steve DeSager, see what's trending, what's going on DeSager. Houston and the Yankees each up two games to none in their AL Division Series. Houston survived at home 3-1 over Tampa Bay tonight on FS1. Post-game show still going on on that channel. Rays had bases loaded with one out in the ninth but stranded him. The star, the winning pitcher, 20-game winner Garrett Cole, 15 strikeouts in seven and two-thirds innings tonight. Beat Blake Snell, who did go three and a third. He's coming off injury, five strikeouts. But it was a one nothing Houston lead into the seventh. Alex Bregman with an earlier solo homer. Garrett Cole threw a career-high 118 pitches in this victory. Yankees wow. up two games to none as well. Beat Minnesota 8-2. to two. Twins struck out 14 times. Didi Gregorius, a grand slam in a seven-run third inning. The win to Masahiro Tanaka, who pitched five innings. Game three will be in Minnesota Monday night on FS1. As for college football, Arnie, they did resume the game after the second lightning delay at UAB tonight. How long has that been going on? They restarted at midnight in Birmingham, played the last six minutes with no scoring. 
So the final is UAB 35-20 over Rice, which is now 0-6. When did that game start? Oh, I assume it was an evening game. It wasn't like a, some eight-hour okay. adventure or something <laughs> like that. Was Brady Quinn on the call? No, I'm just Yeah, kidding. that would be the kiss of death, I think, for the lightning delays. <laughs> San Diego State beats a 1-5 Colorado State team 24-10. to So we just have the two games still going. Stanford at home is leading 15th-ranked Washington 23-13, to six and a half minutes left. And under 10 minutes to go at 16th-ranked Boise State ahead 24-7 at UNLV. You know, when the Raiders move to Vegas next year, that's going to be UNLV Stadium as well by contract because that's a public institution and there's public funds going to that thing wow. right across the freeway from the uh, from the strip. In fact, I've mentioned if you stood at Mandalay, well, not at URI, but if Patrick Mahomes stood at Mandalay Bay, he could throw a football across the freeway to the new Radier <laughs> Stadium that they Aww. are building there in Vegas. That's awesome. As for college football earlier tonight, number three, Georgia trailed at Tennessee just before halftime but beat the Vols 43-14. Jake Fromm of Georgia, 24 of 29, passing 280 88 yards, two touchdowns. Georgia did have eight, uh, make that 11 penalties in this game. It was number four, Ohio State beating Michigan State 34-10. It was a 17-10 lead late in the first half, 27-10 by halftime. J.K. Dobbins, 172 yards rushing and a touchdown. Number five, LSU with a blowout win. Same for Oklahoma and Wisconsin, for Notre Dame and Penn State. Florida in its top 10 matchup beat Auburn 24-13. Each team had four turnovers and there were 15 punts combined. Florida's at LSU next Saturday night. Texas will play Oklahoma on Fox TV next Saturday. 11th-ranked Texas was a winner at West Virginia, 42-31. Quarterback Sam Ellinger with four total touchdowns. Michigan up 10-0 early and beat Iowa 10-3. Iowa, four turnovers, sacked eight times. Texas Tech upset number 21, Oklahoma State, 45-35. Oklahoma State, five turnovers, sacked Mm. seven times. And the crazy game at 24th-ranked SMU, a team that's still undefeated after a comeback three overtime victory versus Tulsa 43-37 SMU was behind 30 to 9 to start the fourth quarter wow got the tying touchdown with about a minute to go how about this Tulsa finishes in a triple overtime loss with three turnovers three missed field goals a blocked extra point and 10 penalties wow Gee, otherwise there was no room for improvement Oregon State wins at UCLA Arizona got Khalil Tate back from injury. He threw for over 400 yards, three touchdowns in the win against Colorado. Minnesota's Rodney Smith over 200 yards rushing in a Gophers win against Illinois. And North Carolina's Sam Howell threw for nearly 400 yards, four touchdowns in a victory against Georgia Tech. There was an NBA preseason game in India. Pacers beat Sacramento. And in San Francisco tonight, Golden State's first game in its new arena, Lakers beat the Warriors 123-101. Anthony Davis's Laker debut, 18 minutes. It's 22 points and 10 rebounds. And quarterback Josh Allen of the Bills cleared to play tomorrow. Back to you. All right. Thanks a lot to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. Just go to GEICO.com or give them a call at 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. Before we finish going over the NFL, just I want to back up real quick to us about 20 minutes ago. Um, you were talking about your little Twitter fight with uh, Richard Sherman. Sure. It Jeff wasn't a sends fight. This I in. knocked well, him out, but yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm Jeff kidding. sends this in. I'll let you tackle this one, um, and I can give my thoughts also. But Jeff says getting a free education is great, but a lot of these schools push football, basketball players into useless majors. Look at North Carolina creating fake courses. How useful is a communication degree this day and age? 
Well, I'd say two things to that. One, yeah. a degree is always valuable. And yes. actually something – I heard Doug Gottlieb bring this up. I think he was actually on Dan Patrick, even though obviously Doug hosts from uh, 3 to 6 Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. But he brought up the point of like, you know, if you're not going to go to the NFL or NBA and make $100 million or whatever – it's really hard to get a degree. Where, it's really hard to get a job where you can support your family if you don't have a college degree. So one, I would say it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if you got a comm degree or whatever, sociology, a degree is a degree. And then the other point Doug brings up, which I think is right, right. is that when you go to a major university, and most of these schools are, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, whatever. All of them for the most part. Yeah. And in Richard Sherman's case, Stanford. You open up the opportunity. You're networking with people while you're in school. And you know this, Arnie. If you go to school in Ohio State and you're a star, even if you even if you never play, even if you're not a star, if if you walk into a lot of office buildings in the state of Ohio and they know that you're a Buckeye, that you played for the Buckeyes, that you beat Michigan four times, that gives you – if they're not just going to flat up get, flat out give you the job, it gives you a leg up on a lot of the competition. So I get the point – but a degree is still a degree, and the value of being there, the value of the connections you make, I don't think you can put a price tag on that. You know, I'm actually shocked at the two points you gave. I, I, neither one of them was the one I thought you were going to put in there, and that was how about don't get bullied into a major you don't want? Sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, here you are an adult. You have parents or adult figures to you know discuss this with. How about the fact you don't take bogus classes um, with bogus majors? Uh, you know, at my kid's school at Kent State, there's a class called Studying Adam Sandler. And I said, you're not taking No, I'm not, I'm not kidding Good. around. That That's a real class. I took windsurfing in college. So, you know. In Arizona? You, yes, in Arizona. There's no water. No, no, not in Southern Colorado. Excuse me, in Southern Colorado. Wait, you went to um, college in Southern Colorado? Yeah, I used to tell everybody I went to USC, University of Southern Colorado. But uh, that was my. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> Did you really go to Arizona or no? no Have you I, been living a lie this whole time? I went my freshman year to University of Southern Colorado to play basketball, but I I went to University of Arizona four years after that. What? Yeah, for four years after that. I've never heard that. I had you didn't no know idea. that. I used to tell everybody I went to USC. <laughs> I, I didn't even know there was a University of Southern Colorado. Is that real? I'm looking it up right now. I've never it heard is. of this it's in before. Pueblo, Colorado. It's now called. They changed the name to Colorado State University at Pueblo as well. And you really played basketball there? But somebody well, no, gave... I tried to. I got hurt early. See, this, is, like... a, this is a perfect example. Yes, yes. You, you were getting a free education, Artie Spanier. No, no. I've seen I got, you play basketball. You want to know what's so funny is I think my tuition was like $15,000, and they took $100 off my fees. But my point is— See, where you would know... you be right now if they didn't take that $100? Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> but, you know, you can't be bullied into taking majors— or taking classes um, that are, you know, bogus classes like that. And the kids know which ones are bogus classes Agreed. and which teachers to take. You, you just can't do that. You have to be above that and, and realize, in case I don't make it to the NBA or the NFL, which 90% won't, I want a real degree. And that's what they should be looking at, Torres. Yeah, and especially think about the person who started this conversation, which is Richard Sherman. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm the most naive person in the world. I don't believe that you can, one, get into Stanford, and two, once you get there, there is no windsurfing or uh, the history of Adam Sandler movies and, <laughs> and uh, Waterboy 2 and all that stuff. 
So like, okay, uh, like, like, and and I think this was kind of my point. There yes. is an argument to be. There's a lot of different arguments to be made about what the NCAA does wrong. I don't think a dude that got a free scholarship and a degree from Stanford is the one that needs to be complaining about it, saying to tear down. And his own words, not mine. His words were, we should destroy the system. I don't think he's the guy that should be making that argument. Back to the NFL, and then we'll have our picks next segment. Uh, you mentioned the Buccaneers earlier. Is there a rebirth in Jameis Winston? Um, I'm still a little bit nervous about Teddy Bridgewater. Don't know what I'm getting here. This was a this is a big game because the Saints are coming off that victory over the Cowboys. They don't want to regress, drop down the three and two. They want to keep things moving, keep things copacetic. Um, yeah, nice word. Guy, Where'd you learn yeah, that like one? like that SAT word. Um, Colorado State I, Pueblo? Is that where you got that one from? <laughs> I, I think this is a toss-up game. I know people are looking at this, and they say they love the Saints. I think it could be a toss-up game. Well, think about it like this. If the Bucks win this game, they will be tied for first place in oh, that division after tomorrow. Crazy. Isn't that's that insane? Uh, they, they'd be 3-2. and two. Uh, by the way, they're one of the highest scoring teams in the NFL, of course, because they put up 50-whatever points against the Rams last week. But I'm telling you, I'm impressed by them, and I think you brought up a good point. I said I like Teddy Bridgewater. I've been so impressed with his story. But he, they haven't been moving the ball up and down the field nonstop. So I wouldn't be stunned by the upset here. Uh, I do. I will take the, the Saints, but I wouldn't be stunned by the upset here. We didn't talk about the Packers and the Cowboys. Uh, I, look, I heard all the numbers that Bernie gave us, which was a shocker, because I actually thought that the Cowboys – we're one of the best picks of the weekend. I'm like, oh, good man, come on. Coming off that loss, Ezekiel Elliott didn't have a good game. They're playing at home. Um, you know things will get back to normal. They've got a great defense. I've got question marks about that Packer offense with Aaron Rodgers. I thought this was, you know, not that the Cowboys were going to rout him or anything like that, Aaron, but I, I thought this was a Cowboy 7-14 uh, point victory. I'm with you. And listen, I, I understand the idea that um, Vegas, there's certain numbers that reflect why they like a certain thing but sometimes I think to me it really is the eye test and I saw that Packers offensive line struggle against the Eagles two weeks ago on Thursday night football and I think the Cowboys might have the best front seven in the NFL Jalen Smith Leighton Van Der Esch all those guys on the defensive line I think they completely control the line of scrimmage Dak doesn't need to be great I think the Cowboys win that game does the eye test tell you to take the Colts against the Chiefs I mean the Chiefs at home you figure okay I'll lay the eleven. Um, after what the uh, Colts did, especially defensively last week, um, you'd think that the Chiefs would just go ahead and, and route them in the, in the game like this. I, I, I actually, the eye test tells me that I think uh, Indy was overlooking the Raiders looking right. to this game. And Could be. So, I, I listen, I, I, I'll take the, the Colts and the points for that exact reason, and I'll add this. Jacoby Brissett, you know, we, we spent all this time, you know, Tears over Andrew Luck's career. I was actually in Hawaii when he retired, so I missed right. that show. But, you know, we spent so much time, oh, it's over. And the guys in Vegas said there wasn't going to be as much of a drop-off with the Colts as you would think after losing Andrew Luck. Jacoby Brissett's been awesome. I think that they can go score for score with for a while with the Chiefs. I don't know if they win, but I do think they cover. All right, when we get back, let's go on the record. Our official picks against the spread. That's coming up next. Right here on Fox Sports Radio.
All right, welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. This segment brought to you by Geico. It's a final. Stanford beats Washington 23-13. That is in the book. So it looks like pretty much everything done. Give us a little music. Put us in the mood. Time for the NFL picks week five in the NFL. All right, I'll start things off, Torres. You know, I know Bernie said there's going to be a correction with the favorites, because a lot of dogs have been covering. Matter of fact, that a 62% clip, which is unheard of. And I actually heard Collins say that he was taking a lot of favorites. I'm taking a lot of favorites this weekend, too, but I think different favorites from Colin. I'm going to start with Carolina, minus three to three and a half. I think it's three and a half against Jacksonville in this one. Um, Carolina has been prosperous the last couple of weeks. They've done a good job with their backup quarterback. Same thing with Jacksonville. Carolina playing at home, though, I think three is a small number. I'll take the three and lay it against Jacksonville. I will stay away from that game, but the one I mentioned earlier, this is one of my favorite plays of the weekend, and apparently uh, Vegas is on my side on this one. I know the Vikings looked terrible last week, but they are not as bad as, as it appeared. The Giants, I am not sold on Daniel Jones. I know you already have the bust ready. I know you already go, you already booked your flights to Canton, Arnie. But they really didn't score after the first drive or two last week. I think there's a little too much hype around Danny Dimes right now. I like the Vikings minus five, five and a half, whatever you can get them at. If the Giants win, Cowboys lose, tied for first. Who would have thought that a couple of weeks ago? Um, look, I, you heard the Sager say Josh Allen's coming back for the Buffalo Bills, but the weather's going to be uh, interesting down there in Tennessee. Not, you know that Allen's not going to be fully 100%, and that Buffalo offense does scare me. Not like Tennessee's any great juggernaut, but laying three at home I think is a gift. Give me Tennessee in this one. I will go next to Tampa Bay and New Orleans. We spent a lot of time talking about this. Listen, I know I said Teddy Bridgewater is a great story, and he is. But you also brought up a great point, Arnie, that statistically they're not really moving the ball as much as you'd think. They obviously didn't score a touchdown last week. They were outgained in Seattle two weeks ago. I like Tampa Bay and the points in a close, low-scoring game. They're getting three. Yes, it's at the Superdome. I still like Tampa Bay. I'm going to jump on the Cowboys. I know all the numbers that Bernie gave us was certainly pointing in Green Bay's direction. But let's just take a look at this year. How about the sniff test? How about the eye test? Aaron Rodgers and that offense, forget about being good. They're not even average. Cowboys coming off that emotional loss to the Saints. Now they're back home. Three and a half, a small price. You won't catch that with the Cowboys um, for the rest of the year. I'll take Dallas minus three and a half in this one. Arnie, I'll actually stay with that one as well, and I'm with you on Dallas. I know they're a super public team, and you usually want to fade them, but guess what? Green Bay is a super public team too, but I can't stop thinking about that Thursday night game two weeks ago, Green Bay-Philly. Philly just bullied the Packers on the line. They did on yeah, the I line know, of scrimmage. Did. Yeah, And Dallas, the one thing about Dallas, Dak is up and down. Zeke was a ghost last week, but that defense and that front seven comes to play every week. And so because of it, I'm with you, Dallas minus three and a half. I'm making you pick one more game. I'm Uh-oh. taking New England minus the 16 against the Redskins. Just curious, um, would you lay the 16 or take the 16 uh, in the uh, Patriots-Redskins game? I'll take the under of two and a half. That's weeks Jay Gruden still having this job. How do you like that for an answer? No, I like that. They'll fire him after the game. Uh, I want to thank the crew. 
Uh, Dolphin Don doing a good job as always. Laker Eric, our producer out there watching too many of the uh, preseason games, of course, with the Lakers at Golden State. The Sager on the updates. Uh, and, of course, my partner Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Coming up next, though, Bernie Fratto straight out of Vegas. You're going to stick around for him. He's got the Vegas perspective as they take a look at week five of the NFL. He'll let you know what Vegas needs, uh, who the uh, pros are taking, who the Joes are taking. All that next here on Fox Sports Radio. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years. Have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.